I'm Tyler, U.S. official, Dennering. I'm Connery, belly-crawling Godzilla Hansen. And I'm Cameron, interim joint chief of staff, senator <laughs> number one, uh, minister of agriculture, Man- also interim, <laughs> Takeda. <laughs> Welcome. Also manager of Arby's, number 12, <laughs> in Tokyo. Takeda. We have the meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Godzilla wants. He just wants the Arby's meat. Why does he keep going back to Tokyo? We have the only Arby's for miles. <laughs> That's the ad campaign that went with the movie. Wow. <laughs> I wish there was some like cool ad campaign. Arby's. Like eat fresh. <laughs> Shit in Arby's. Shit in Arby's. I knew it would be a Godzilla episode. Connie's already screaming into yeah. the mic. Godzilla sounds. Yeah, I saw I saw you ready on that handle. Just <laughs> immediately shoot me down. I just did mine on accident. That's the worst part. <laughs> I messed up. This is the Franchise Podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. Today, we're kicking off a little duology of our favorite big lizard. <laughs> I was safe. like, it's like, is there any <laughs> like the safest description yeah. of Godzilla? I think it's a good bet. I'm like, uh, our favorite kaiju from across the coast. Like, none of that is like good description. Yeah, I'd like to represent that. Of the two Godzilla, biggest Godzilla fans I know here, I'm the only one wearing a Godzilla t-shirt today. That's true. Okay, yeah. but, I, but I'm wearing Godzilla underwear, so. Oh, right, you win. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I feel like I have nothing to prove to anyone about my Godzilla <laughs> fandom. <laughs> I didn't have to wear a shirt. <laughs> I just totally thought we'd all be matching funsies today. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, but my I think my sh- my Godzilla shirt got too small. Right? Yeah, because you're ripped. <laughs> yeah, ripped in my stomach <laughs> from Thanksgiving. You're like the old men with a two pack tummy. Who <laughs> is this? Like, like a mythic? Is this a mythic man? <laughs> no, buff you, old men. Has he fought Godzilla before? <laughs> yeah, yeah, in big, big Man Japan. <laughs> oh, Big Man Japan rears its head again. Uh, we're covering Shin Godzilla today, and in, in anticipation for the new Godzilla movie, Godzilla minus one, uh, which is the first Japanese Godzilla movie since Shin Godzilla seven years ago. Wow. Yeah, and that there was an even longer break in between that and the Millennium era. <sighs> We'll get into all these eras in just a moment. It's going to be very exciting. Or some of them, because I don't remember all of them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're here covering Shin Godzilla with Cameron Takeda. Yeah, local uh, Godzilla <laughs> enjoyer. <laughs> yeah. Godzilla spotter. Part of the, not part of the GSDF. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be part of the Defense Force. You can be, uh, did you ever see Godzilla 2000, I think it is? With the mm, big flying saucer. Maybe. One, um... There's, there's like the they. Oh wait, no, is that just Godzilla? Return of Godzilla. One of those they, uh, they're the main characters are just like Godzilla, Godzilla trackers. Like it's like a weather phenomenon <laughs> and everything. But uh, like yeah, that's that. not that's not anything in this movie. This is all just bureaucrats, bureaucracy, meetings, burrows. <laughs> should, should we do that? Yes. Yeah. Should we do that? Yep. Yep. All agreed. Launch the missiles. If only they launched a missile sooner. If only they killed all those civilians. If only they just took the shot. If only the tenets of democracy were more efficient for my own personal needs. <laughs> if only I could just shoot through the whole system and control every facet of it with a word. I wish I had lasers shooting at my, out of my back at all times. <laughs> I wish I could scream so loud my mouth could split in three. <laughs> Sometimes we do on this podcast. <laughs> You're Godzilla, I'm a predator. Yeah, that's good. Well, from the movie. (laughs) (laughs) 
admitting to something not so good. <laughs> Someone's gonna pull a clip. So good. <laughs> Soundbite. Uh, we are covering Shin Godzilla, as I said, which is really like a very specific approach to Godzilla. I feel like, especially compared to most movies before this, like Godzilla has stood for many different things, um, but this. He movie. stands for evil. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he does. Yeah. Uh, but as we'll get we'll we'll get into this episode soon. But before we do, we have to do our usual segment of what's new. Boo! Thank you, Connery. No problem. I'm glad you took like another like half second on that one because yeah. I was I forgot to tell you a note when I was editing. I'm like, oh, if you can just put the pew a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. So then I, I don't have to. to okay, thank yeah. you. <laughs> This is the stuff people love to listen to. <laughs> the, the shop talk. This is what's new, our usual segment where we discuss any new media we've been consuming. I'll start off just to just to get it going. Yeah. Uh, I watched this movie, Duel to the Death, recently. Whoa. Uh, just the other day. Violent. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get back to that in just a moment too. Because <laughs> do you know if any if either of them really die? Duh. In the movie. No. Um. It's about, it's like set in the 1600s and basically every 10 years there's like been this instituted duel between China and Japan to have like, oh, they're quote unquote like greatest warrior to fight each other. Oh, cool. So this like samurai guy and this like Chinese warrior um, have to do a sword fight <laughs> every 10 years and it comes down to these two guys this time. So mm -hmm. it's really just a lot of crazy martial arts stuff. It's like a Hong Kong uh, action movie. It's... Yeah, it's just a lot of action, a lot of spinning, a lot of flips, a lot of great ninja stuff, too. Mm. I've been watching a lot of ninja movies lately. Nice. Uh, mostly American ones, but uh, there's several points where, like, the ninjas are just, like, flying through the trees as if they're, like, on a wire. But, I mean, you don't see the wire, but it's just all sped up and, and like, stuff. Yeah. And they're, like, carrying all these boxes. And it's like, oh, what's in these boxes? There's, like, a bunch of, like, sand and, like, distraction stuff being thrown. But then they, like, fly up in the air and shoot a bunch of, like... Uh, Shuriken. Like, yeah, shuriken are like nice. the, the little metal like balls and stuff that they have too that ninjas have. Oh. Um, yeah, so there's just like a lot of it's like the most. Uh, this is what a samurai is. This is what like a noble warrior is. Like very much in that vein. Um, there's not necessarily a lot of story going on. It's just a lot about like being an honorable soldier and being like, like the Japanese a uh, priest or whatever is like told by like the shogun to um to, to like take out to like handicap the <sighs> the chinese warrior no uh but then samurai's like i won't do it i like i will die but i'll do it like fighting or whatever yeah needs that honor yeah um and then you get to the final duel there's it's like action-packed it's like 86 minutes long and it's Ooh. honestly a time like you could take a break like four different times because there's just so much action going yeah. on <laughs> Uh, it's really, really kinetic, but yeah, the final actual, the, the, uh, uh, what's, what's the, the not, per, not proverbial, but the, uh, what do you call it? Something like when they say the name of the movie in the movie, eponymous. <laughs> yeah. The eponymous <laughs> duel. Thank you. <laughs> eponymous Bosch. Um, Bosch. that's what I call my washing machine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the eponymous duel. Uh, it's really gruesome and it's really, it's pretty long and, um, yeah, people get real fucked up, but it also ends in a way that's, that's, I feel like pretty satisfying just to see all this stuff going on. So Good. that's Duel to the Death. Uh, you can watch it on Tubi or Amazon Freebie. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Is it new? No, it came out in the, uh, 1990, I think. Let me double check. Uh, the one I did see that's on Tubi is dubbed. So, you know, there's, it's not like the, it's definitely not a great dub. 
uh-huh. there's definitely some goofy deliveries and stuff but i still got the point of uh like i would i would love to see the original version just because i feel like i'd capture the uh the tone of the movie a little bit better <laughs> you know yeah it came out in 1983 actually nice uh, by Ching Siutong, who I, I I don't know what else he's made. Well, yeah. Anyways, uh, and besides that, I've been playing a little game called Asanzo yeah. Ooh. with Cameron and uh, our other friend Taylor McLaughlin, who's been on here several times as well. Mm-hmm. Last time for the Two Towers with Cameron. Uh, that's right, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. I still need Jacob to make the uh, the wiki for for the podcast. <laughs> make Jacob do it. I'm just gonna keep saying it on the pod until he <laughs> tweets at us. He's like, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> uh, Asanzo is a World War One simulator game. It's it's the same series as earlier games like Verdun and Tannenberg, but those are much more, uh, especially Verdun's much more like trench warfare. Mm. And Asanzo is like in the Italian offensive up in the mountains and stuff, so it's a bit more mobile and stuff. Uh, how would you describe it, Cameron? Besides that. Uh that it besides that it's an fps and it's uh yeah it's a first person shooter like strategy and, game yeah like team team based and uh, asanzo i think has just like a lot more going on with your your team than some of the earlier ones uh i think i think it's just a all-around upgrade on the other on the other two nice. uh, because there's still a lot of trench stuff it, even in a lot of the ones that have like you know things fighting up a mountain down a mountain you can build some things cool mm-hmm. and the you got a bunch of different classes, and the classes actually seem to do slightly different things. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Oh, <laughs> oh those <laughs> just things snapping. I'm, I set up a... Uh, uh, you don't need to talk shop, Tyler. It's okay. Okay. You just need to you talk about Isanzo. Yeah. No, I just... I set up a blanket behind me to help with the audio, but uh, it's slowly falling down because yeah, I didn't have an update. It's, it's because you're gonzo for Isanzo, and <laughs> yeah, it's just excited. My true Italian self is is speaking out, being being Gonzo for Asanzo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you yeah, there's several different classes. Like Cameron said, like there's like the officer who you're calling in strikes and stuff like like uh, not drone strikes, <laughs> <laughs> biplane strikes. My World War One <laughs> drone strikes. <laughs> uh, marksman, engineer. You can like build stuff and like barbed wire because barbed wire messes everybody up in that Ooh. game. It's very, <clears throat> it's very. Can you use mustard gas? Yes. You can. Oh. You can use xylol bromide. You can use whatever other yeah. chemical. Phosgene uh, gas. Phosgene wow. gas. All the Geneva pre Geneva Geneva Convention weapons. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, you could do it. You could do it all. I really stuttered through that sentence. That's okay. <laughs> You've just forgot the concept of the Geneva Convention. That's why. Yeah. But much like the other two games. It makes World War One fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like a relatively realistic shooter uh, strategy game in that, like, I don't know, if you get shot, you're basically dead. You know, it's yeah. not it's not like Call of Duty pace. It's a lot slower in terms of your movement and everything. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's still just uh. Teller runs at you with a bayonet and kills you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you do bayonet a lot of people. You can use an ice pick and also then cut off everyone's limbs. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it really feels like an updated um, version of, of the previous two games, kind of like the best form of all of them together. Nice. Oh, yeah, and it added spotting, and I like the spotting. Yeah. Y- spotting. Like using binoculars oh, to spot, spot people. Enemies. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And it's uh, it, it makes the, you know, it, it's really helpful when you're shooting at people in trenches really far away. Yeah. And so it, it's, it's good. I like that. Nice. The other games don't have that one. 
Yeah, I'm playing on Mac and Cameron, you're playing on PC. Yeah. And it's cross platform and it's really just like an easy game to just hop onto for I mean, each round can be like around forty five minutes max, Ooh. I would say. Uh just depending on how good the other team is and yeah. like you're pushing them back and stuff. So it could be it's very easy to be like, oh, I'm going to play for half an hour and then end up, end up playing for like two hours because you're like, okay, I'll play another round because I didn't too, do so great that round. But <laughs> I just haven't played a like a shooter game like that in a long time. So mm. it's, it's been pretty fun, especially just finding any game to play with friends nowadays is Agreed. is kind of a miracle. So yeah, yeah, that's a Sanzo for on PS5. Oh, wait, no, it's no, on PC, Sanzo yeah. on PC and Mac, but you, you can play it on PS5. I can? Yeah. Does it connect to you guys? I don't think so. I have to double check. I don't yeah, think don't it's cross-platform yeah, there. I don't think it's that cross-platform. Buy yourself a Sanzo for Christmas, and then I'll... <sighs> <laughs> it's probably on sale on the Steam. Most likely. If Turin's listening, he's so he's fuming. Turin's getting ready to play it. He's buying all the DLC. <laughs> all the DLC is just like different mustaches, by the way. Oh, That's yeah, why he's buying like it. It's really expensive. <laughs> expensive mustaches uh, this is definitely a game that i tried to get friends to play that like some people are really into and then others are like yeah no <laughs> or other people are like i'm not playing that game ever again so it. yeah it's a you know specific taste I, I play it with you i just don't like playing on my mac yeah that's fine yeah that's okay i don't need to pressure you into playing a game thank you even though you do it to me all the time I don't feel like a pressure. Uh, I think I, I know. I know. I, think I strongly imply you should play. It. <laughs> You've got to play Armored Core Six. You I need really to want play you with like us. it. What, Cameron? No, you need to play with us. I've given you yeah. all the instructions on how to plug your plug you, your Mac yeah, into a yeah. TV, and then and then now you can play with us. Uh, now there's no excuse. True. You have to break all your HDMI cable <laughs> on your TV. Just the act of plugging it in. Uh, Connor, what's new with you? Um, I this morning I watched Magnolia with uh, Tom Cruise and many many other people. In it. Wow! And uh, that was a uh, that was a strange movie to watch first thing in the morning. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I mean you'll watch a strange movie regardless in yeah, the morning. Absolutely. This is your first time watching it. It is my first time ever seeing it. Yeah. What do you think? I really liked it. It was really long, but I actually really enjoyed myself. I mm-hmm. kind of didn't really understand what was happening a lot. Then I was like, oh, this is the movie where the frogs rain down. Like, that's what that <laughs> is. Okay. So I understood that finally in the end was what I was actually watching. And, but yeah, it's, it was, it was interesting. Like, you know, it's cool. I, I, I don't know. I don't really know what else to really talk about. It's like all these converging storylines kind of meet up together in a similar ish place. Yeah. It's, uh, if you haven't, seen it before especially like watching it for, yeah like like you did you watch it for the first time yeah. it's i could see how you're like okay i don't know where any of this is going yeah um but i guess i've just seen it like yeah like five times or something like that <laughs> that's like such an annoying thing to say oh i've seen magnolia like five <laughs> times paul times. thomas anderson um PTA. pta you don't mean the guy <laughs> let me tell you about a pta meeting <laughs> i'd like to have to meet him and say hey i liked your movies he says thank you all right, bye. Bye. Um, yeah, Magnolia is like can be very confusing at first, but I feel like it all makes sense by the end, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it all clicked. I was at first, I was a little like, "Oh wow, everything's all over the place," and I was like, "Okay, everything clicks together, and it's cool." Um, I liked the guy who wants to try to get braces really, really bad. I thought I think he's funny. Is that uh, William H Macy? Yeah, William H Macy. I think I thought he was. <laughs> he's fun like the it. Billy Quiz Boy kind of yeah, guy. Billy yeah, Billy Quiz Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Billy Quiz Billy Quiz Boy. Have you seen this uh, camera? No, I've never seen Magnolia. Oh, it's wild. And then Tom Cruise is like the 
what's his name the andrew tate guy yeah he's much. he's like yeah proto andrew tate yeah <laughs> doing this like like men's uh not even like men's rights i guess that no, too he, but he like just like how to pick up women so yeah. i guess he's more like pickup the, artist the, oh, the, yeah. the, the pickup artist than anything else yeah. but he's he has the aggression of andrew tate <laughs> So a deadly combination that he plays and Tom Cruise is so manic and he pulls it off so brilliantly. I don't remember Luis Guzman's role at all, but his character name is Luis Guzman. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he, he plays a contestant in the game show. Yeah, because Philip Baker Hall is like the host of the, of the game show that mixes in with um, there's a kid who's on the show along with like Billy Quizboy. <laughs> That's not his name, but uh, what's his name? Quiz Kid Donnie Smith. That's what yeah. it is. Billy Quiz Boys is from uh, Venture Brothers, Venture right? Brothers, yes. We've all seen... Yeah. Well, I mean, I know, why am I asking? I'm saying it for the audience. We've all seen Venture Bros. Yeah. Obviously. Um, Obviously. We all laughed at Billy Quiz Boy. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like a stacked cast, especially like Tom Cruise was nominated for a Golden Globe, I think, that year. Yeah. Um, served it. Also, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Mr. Cellophane. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. He's good in it, too. I liked him. And then I really like Philip Seymour Hoffman in it as well. He's always so good. Oh, he, Tom Cruise won a Golden Globe and okay. was nominated for an actor uh, Academy Award. Ah, there you mm-hmm. go. Just for any of those uh, awards heads out there. Thank you, award head. <laughs> Thank you, airheads. Thank you. <laughs> mystery flavor. Watermelon. What is the mystery flavor? Watermelon. Is it watermelon? It, isn't it yeah. just supposed to be like all the like a bunch of flavors all mixed together or something like that? I it's guess like it's just like just like a rumor. It's like it's just white, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's watermelon. I don't think it's watermelon. I think it's watermelon. Well, like Lucky Flickerman once said, "All colors lead to gray." Pretty sure watermelon's a flavor that they just have. No yeah, idea. I think so too. <laughs> Why would it be white? Like maybe it's like lychee flavored, but it's not. Trick you. Like I'll tell you, it isn't watermelon. It's not grape. <laughs> Look, I couldn't find any Godzilla. Look, let's find white airheads and try them again. I'm sure they're still in circulation. Yeah, come back on soon, Cameron. They'll say, (laughs) we'll we'll all go, it it tastes indiscriminately sweet and fruity. Actually, you should, should yeah, do a taste test, record it, send it to us. I'll put it in the end of the episode. (laughs) This is homework for you to do. (laughs) Yeah. tweet at you saying the mystery flavor tasted like a mystery to me. Yeah. (laughs) It's always a mystery. This flavor is a mystery to me. Uh. Yeah, because I, I couldn't find any Godzilla snacks before this episode. Oh. And, you know, last time Cameron was on for Prince of Egypt, we had some Peepsy, <laughs> we the, pep, yeah. the Peeps-flavored Pepsi. So I like to have weird snacks with Cameron whenever I can. Could have got but, those single-serving socket do cups. Do an Easter on Passover. <laughs> socket cups? Yeah, you know, like the single-serving of, of sake. The, oh, like, sake. Yeah, like the convenience store sake cups. Is there Godzilla on it? Or just like, just uh, it's Japanese? It's Japanese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, yeah, we just, instead of that, we just ate Panda Express and watched Godzilla, which has nothing to do with each that other. That was so authentic of us. <laughs> they didn't even give us chopsticks. No. I forgot to open my fortune cookie. Oh, me too. Uh, let's let's go I open saw, your fortunes on air. Let's I go. I saw you open yours. Yeah, I had two. Whoa. You had you two? Are you sure one of them wasn't mine? No, both of them were mine. And Wait, where's mine? I don't know. You ate the paper? I took two out of the bag. <laughs> and you're supposed to eat the paper or the fortune doesn't come true. Uh, <laughs> then you pull it out of your stool. <laughs> it's the second fortune cookie. Yeah. Okay. What were your what were your multiple fortunes that one of them was not mine? <laughs> 
one was uh keep on your path you will find happiness and i was like okay it's nice it's prescient yeah and the other one was like (laughs) don't be afraid to try believe in yourself and i was like cool not really a fortune (laughs) good maybe good advice yeah (laughs) which one of those are mine which one do you want I want one that says don't be a fool or something or don't even try. Just fucking stop. <laughs> Those ones that just say take a vacation. Oh, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> not really a force. It's not it's saying like you, right, it's not telling you that you will take a vacation. It just says take a vacation. Yeah, it's like go get your guys' fortune cookies. There's now. probably one or two there. <laughs> one or two. One how or much two do we want to how much do we want to bet on it? <laughs> I will wager. I will wager. You have nothing to wager. You see nothing. I see nothing. (laughs) I wager a light bulb. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wager a fallen blanket. I wager a fallen blanket completely off the wall. A moment of silence for our fallen blanket. (laughs) Okay. Are we still doing what's new? What are we even doing anymore? I I don't remember. Fortune cookie reading. (laughs) (laughs) Fortune cookie. Oh, Magnolia. That's where we were. We somehow got here. Um. I thought Phil, uh, last thing I said about it was I thought Philip Seymour Hoffman was good. <laughs> yes, that's right. He is good. He's great. He gives an excellent performance. Everybody does. It's a great movie. Stacked cast. It. PTA was like, or Paul Thomas Anderson was like, in, for, uh, <laughs> I'm getting to in my own head about it being like an annoying film thing. Uh, the director, Paul Thomas Anderson, was like 30 when this movie came out. Wow. Or 29 even. Whoa. He did Boogie Nights two years before that. Um and there's like there was this really good documentary that came with the DVD version of this that I remember watching a bunch in like film school where it's just like seeing his whole process and just seeing him on set and just like interviews with the the DP and um, the composer and everything like that. So, but it was very much like of the time where it's like, oh, he's so young, he's like a wonderkind or whatever. It's just Aww. like this is so like impressive. But then you could also see a little bit in the in the documentary like how much like pressure. <laughs> Yeah, pressure, but then also probably, uh, well, there's been some other stories too, but just like, I don't know, he's probably at that time in his life being like, I'm on top of the world, like Tarantino or whatever, where it's just like, all you hear is from these people, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, people like Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi, who did it like 20. Yeah. And he just, uh, you know, mostly keeps to himself, wears suits to set. (laughs) No, there's no like, he's just way better than them. He's just Christopher Nolan-esque. Sam Raimi can sit on Christopher Nolan sets, but he won't. Oh. This is a real insider joke. That's a real thing? (laughs) He can can come to, Christopher Nolan's invited him to set and he just won't go? He can hit. (laughs) He can hit. Um, no, no, no. Just Christopher Nolan's like, oh, nobody can sit on my sets or whatever. Oh. But they, there's just been several photos of people sitting on sets. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It was just like some weird inside film news thing from like two years ago. I apologize to anybody who does not give a shit. Everyone gives a shit. That's why they're listening to this. But that's why I watched. And while I watched it, I was building my Christmas Lego set that I got. And it was it was very fun. It was my first attempt at building Legos since... I was a little kid, and I would just make spaceships out of them. So I think it worked rather well. I think it looks really cute. So I was like, this will serve as a little bonus thing for me. It's a Christmas decoration, and I'm trying out if I see if I like doing Legos. Yeah. You turned it into a rocket? I, I Every time I'd get, like, a box of something, I just, like, would disregard what I'm supposed to make, and I would make, like, a monster thing or, like, a rocket out of it. 
Yeah, mostly just spaceships. But this one's nice. like a coffee shop that that also is selling a rocket. That's also selling a <laughs> yeah. rocket. Yeah, that's your little homage. That's your that's your auteur <laughs> yeah, approach my, to my, Legos. My wink to the audience. <laughs> Cameron saw it and was like, "Oh, I guess they also sell bombs." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, yeah." He's a bomb merchant. Bombs. You should put up uh, little placards on each one that says like "Directed by Connery Hansen." Oh, I love that. I'll say mate, "Created God Connery Hansen." <laughs> Cameron, what's new with you? Uh, what's new with me besides playing Isonzo? Yeah. Um, uh, well, watching, I, I watched the Pluto anime. Ooh, yes. Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched it yet. You should watch it. I'm wearing my Astro Boy shirt today. I couldn't even like put that together for some reason. I'm like, oh yes, Astro Boy. I guess it is like a, a step removed. Yeah. Cause well, this is also the, the strongest robot, greatest robot on earth. Yeah. Storyline, which is the, the thing for, for Pluto. Yeah. Yeah, so Pluto is it's by uh, Urasawa, yeah. a manga artist, uh, but it's based on. Um, why am I yeah. spacing on his name though? Tezuka. To, yeah, Tezuka, who's like the most famous, one of the most famous like manga artists of all time. Yeah, well, they call him like you know the Godfather of manga, the Godfather of, of anime, because he you know Astro Boy was like, I mean, it was sort of like the first TV anime mm-hmm. and, and everything, and and of course he also did he just made everything really big you know sometimes they call him the like the walt disney of japan although wow. i know a lot of the oh those tezuka fans out there are gonna be like oh i hate that moniker it makes it sound like he's so corny an american yeah well oh. they just they just well grandfather of anime though that's that's a great title wow yeah well i mean it's like really the good and bad parts of the industry were all like from from what he he brought in which it means it's like the stuff that was like it making it really cheap yeah, like cheap and and the really like, blah 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 mouth movements, uh, you know, and they and reusing frames constantly. <laughs> he made everything really cheap. Also, he uh, but he like did all that while he was still like writing like five, six, seven, ten manga series at a time. Oh my god, being like all these different things, he was like yeah. constantly working. I think it took a toll on everything. I bet. <laughs> I, yeah. I'd be exhausted. I might even be dead. <laughs> but yeah, so. Then Urasawa did his version of one of the Astro Boy stories, this sort of uh, the, the strongest, ro- I always forget if it's called the strongest robot on Earth or the greatest robot on Earth. I think it's strongest. Yeah, that would make sense. But uh, yeah, then he did his version of it for uh, called Pluto, which is like an eight-volume eight series. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just about sad, ro- sad robots. Ugh. And uh, that's my favorite thing. I love sad robots. <laughs> yeah. I, I said that before on the anime about the animatrix. I love sad robots, and Pluto's all about sad robots. And the the show did a good job of showing sad robots. Mm-hmm. I was just teary eyed the whole time. I was just like, oh. <laughs> every time something is not sad, I'm like, okay, I can feel fine for a second. Then I go oh, <laughs> back to sad. I'm sad. And if you enjoyed that, watch Monster afterwards. Yeah, yeah, anime. And, yeah. They're both on Netflix. Yeah. Is that Arisawa also? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's okay. very, very good. Yeah, because uh, all I've read by him is is Pluto. Um, so that's what those are kind of like the two he's most known for, right? And Twentieth yeah. Century yeah, Boys. Oh, Century yeah, Boys. right. Of course. Do you think we get Twentieth Century Boys anime soon now? Uh, there's a um, no, but there are three three live action movies. Damn, for that. Okay. Uh, they are not great. I butchered. Yeah. <laughs> but they are not the worst thing things ever either. Better than Death Note. I movie? didn't see I didn't see the Death Note movie, it's but pro- probably <laughs> the live action one. Yeah, the live action one. Uh, you know, I never watched Death Note the show, and then I watched the movie. I'm like, okay, this is all right. Yeah, you get it. 
But that, I guess that's about it. Yeah. Willem Dafoe brings, like... He's powerful. He brings any, like, he makes any movie better, basically. Yeah, he's perfect cast as Ryuji. What, that's his name, right? Ryuji? Uh, sorry. The the demon thing? Uh, Ryuk. Ryuk. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, you know, 20th Century Boys is just, like, a, such a long series. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of a slow burn for like a lot of it because mm-hmm. there's just so much buildup in it that trying to put into movies means skipping out on so much and then uh when they skip out on so much it just kind of yeah defeats what you liked so much about his about pacing it. is so deliberate that's the thing yeah. yeah and and so the the pluto anime is just eight one hour episodes also so it's it's almost like each one is one of the volumes Great. yeah it's like a pretty close adaptation then you would say yeah it, it is just like the um the monster anime is a lot like that too they're both just kind of like Almost shot for shot, just remakes. But of course, since it's got in betweens, because it's not uh, like that. Um, and then the, it does use some the like the the animation in the Pluto series looks really cool too. Like the CG that they do uh, for the tornado looks really cool. Looks nice. pretty wild. And the, the action scenes are just cool looking too. So it's a little more um, exciting than than Monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just say the plot description real quick, just because I really. I really want to see this series and I read the books and I really, really liked the books because I also like sad robot stuff. (laughs) And when I saw the creator, which was in theaters not too long ago, it was like a little disappointing because I'm like, because Pluto is kind of like a North Star, I feel like, for a lot of, uh, I guess, more recent uh, AI kind of like robot stories, Mm -hmm. I feel like. I mean, again, I haven't read Asimov or anything. Have you, Cameron? (laughs) We shouldn't Uh, get into this discussion. but (laughs) I do like Asimov. Um, but okay. Pluto follows the Europol robot detective Gesicht. Gesicht. Gesicht in his attempts to solve the case of a string of robot and human deaths around the world, where all the victims have objects shoved into or or positioned by their heads, imitating horns. Does the way I said that even make sense? I think so. It's yeah. just, it just makes it sound a little funky. Yeah, mostly like they, they like mystery. Mostly they like jam things into their skulls, and yeah. those are horns sticking out of their head. Yeah, so there's like a string of murders and a, a robot detective, which mm-hmm. is cool. And then yeah. it becomes like a much bigger thing about... It starts entangling the strongest robots in the universe, in, in the world. Yeah, yeah, and wars and PTSD mm-hmm. and... Robot uh, PTSD. Yeah, uh, Elector robot. Yeah, and whether or not robots can hate or commit murder and <laughs> what it means to be human and all, all that stuff is yeah. all in there. And... Uh, it, I don't know. It's just nice. And, uh, unless I guess you like really love war in which then you're going to think, like, oh, <laughs> I, I hate this show. It's too, too preachy about like war being bad. Yeah. Uh, if if you're the protagonist of Shin Godzilla, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I can't wait to watch this uh, too. Cause I haven't seen it, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, as prescient as ever AI and everything, even though, I mean, it's, I don't know. This is the stuff like, I feel like Cameron, you turned me on to it. Just like a lot of, uh, about like using like robots and, and like artificial intelligence as like a, a, a vessel to tell like stories about empathy and like what it is to be human. Mm-hmm. But then it is also interesting just to look at like the technology side of it as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's just going to become more and more of a popular topic yeah, as it bleeds more into our real lives, and this was like thirty years ago, and we, which was an adaptation of Astro Boy, which was even longer ago. Yeah. So yeah, and, and the Astro Boy story itself is is also pretty, pretty fun. Pretty, uh, it's not as sad, but it does still have sad parts, and uh, 
the character designs are, are one of the things I really like about the original one. They uh, Just a lot of the characters look really fun, although Gesicht is called Gerhard in that one. Oh, yeah. And uh, some of the other... I mean, Eps, <laughs> Epsilon is the one who, who gets changed the most. He has, like, a big little solar thing sticking out of his head in the original, but then mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in Pluto, he just looks kind of more like a normal guy. Yeah. You see the one that hangs out, the piano guy? No, that's North Number 2. I like North Number 2. Yeah, North Number 2 is great. I he he's definitely one of my favorites in both. Mm-hmm. Which one's Cyborg zero zero nine? That was by Ishinomori, who was uh, Tezuka's assistant. They hey. both, they both worked incredibly hard and made like t- tens or hundreds of thousands of pages of manga. That's like all the like OG manga guys. It seems like um, why am I forgetting the other guy's name? The yokai. Oh um, guy. yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I'm trying to think of it. It's escaping. I'm just like, oh, he always went too. to McDonald's. Yeah, and he had, he had one arm. But he, him, on the other hand, I mean, he's always funny because he, he would joke about those, like the other two guys because he's like, oh, yeah, like Tezuka and Ishinomori. They all work too hard. He's like that, you know, because he, he lived to be like in his 90s or something. Oh, but, wow. But Tezuka uh, and Ishinomori both died in their uh, 50s, I think. Damn. Shigeru Mizuki? Oh, yeah, yeah, Mizuki. Yeah. And yeah, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Even though it's just... He says all that stuff like, "Oh, I'm so lazy, I'm so lazy," but it's like he he turned out like tons of work, yeah, and and, uh, and he only had one arm, so like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's even hard, harder work, I think. But I like reading his books because he's like, "I'm just so lazy, I'm such a lazy guy." It's just like I can't even believe that you're saying like I I'm Shut I'm up. way lazier than you are. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think honestly, I think about that all the time when it's like I think about his his quotes and I think in the Showa series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we're getting too granular about manga right now, but it's basically like a... It always happens in Karen's only Yeah, that's true. That's it. true. <laughs> Just accept it. Uh, it's like the autobiography of, of uh, Mizuki's life um, in World War II, and then after that, basically the whole era, yeah. Showa era of yeah, Japan. Yeah, well, he like talks about the history and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So he's experiencing it both like historically and through his own life. But several times he's just like, oh, yeah, just like relax or whatever. Like, I'm uh, just be lazy and everything. I think about that, even though I'm like, he's also like the hardest working person (laughs) in in this field. So it's just kind of like, do I take that advice or do I like? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. He's just he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just like a goofball, basically just like a lovable goofball. It's like, oh, man, that could just be the thing that he likes to do when he was even relaxing. Like he understands sometimes it's work, but he's like, at least I have fun. But now I just want to kind of bum off and do whatever. (laughs) That's that's the kind of at least persona that he he draws himself. (laughs) It's always just goofing around. He has those stories about being in World War Two and and pulling pranks (laughs) and eating poop rice, poop washed rice. My God. I always find these conversations so fascinating, Cameron. You know so much about this. I, I really like those. Those books are, are really they're really fascinating. And then he has Onward Towards Our Noble Deaths, which mm. is like also like loosely based on his experience during World War Two. But like, I mean, the, at the end of that, those guys die. Um, he didn't die. <laughs> but you know, it's just like uh, he can write about these things, as in he's just being so silly, and then he can immediately turn around and just be writing about how right his his group would be ordered to do these like suicide charges when there's like no hope left and Jeez. or how they like gun down their own allies on accident because they're just like in the dark or they're being mortared and <sighs> but then uh he it just turns out after that he's like oh yeah and then and then like uh yeah so i didn't know my blood type so then they they couldn't like do anything about my arm so then i lost my arm and then i decided maybe i'd stay in papua new guinea <laughs> He's like the the people there love me. The people there love me. 
<laughs> yeah, he also did a like uh, a manga about Hitler that's like pretty parodical. I feel like if that's even the right word, like it's kind of like look. Well, it's like history, but it's 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 between a historical approach and Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, it has that one picture of of Hitler whistling, and it says Hitler was pleased. I always like that that little panel. It looks really funny. Yeah, it's it, it like sets him as like looking like dopey and stupid and stuff. So it's kind of like just like Good. making fun of him the whole time. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I mean he's otherwise I really, enjoying that because huh? otherwise he's really famous for like that kind of kids ish yokai story, those Kitaro ones. And it's like they even had like an an like a newish newish anime adaptation like a few years ago. Actually, I think they did an, a new anime adaptation of one of his other comics that's also on Netflix that came out. I want to say it came out, at least in America, like this year. Mm. That was like Akuma-kun, but uh, I haven't seen anything like that. I, or I haven't seen it yet, but when I just like was scrolling through, I was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely like a Mizuki style. Nice. They always have kind of funny funny faces. They don't. They really don't look like a lot of the other uh, like uh, anime characters yeah. and really tell the style. You know who else made monolithic anime? Hideaki Anno, the director of Shin Godzilla. Ew. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making the Genesis Evangelion. Oh, yeah. wow, he did? Yeah. Oh, cool. So those, and I think the other guy who also worked on Shin Godzilla also, he, I think he also worked on That's why it's Evangelion. so tyrannical and like Godzilla is yeah. so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, the visual effects director was like also on Evangelion. Oh, okay. Um, have, I, have both of you seen that? Have either of you seen it? Evangelion. Evangelion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen the series, but I haven't seen any of the movies. Yeah, same. Yeah, because the movies are kind of like a, a remake of the series in a, yeah. in a way, right? Yeah. Or what? Well, that, yeah, I'm always confused because there's like the, like, you know, they have names like Remix and Re yeah. and, and 3.0 plus one thrice upon a time. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Dot Hack Infection or like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, Kingdom <laughs> Hearts 258 and one half yeah. days of memories. I always thought it was him like rewriting his endings over and over again. That, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I yeah. think so. But I don't know if they like change stuff in the middle. Or... Yeah, it was like, you guys didn't like that part? Okay, fine. What about this? And they're like, oh, you still didn't like that, huh? How about you make it more confusing? <laughs> but you got, it's one of those things that you got to see so you recognize all its references and everything else, yeah. like the big face popping out of the being in the background like the mountains or yeah. the horizon yeah i definitely need to get around to it because it's always like put me off being how depressing it seems compared to gundam it's very depressing <laughs> um but i'm sure i would get a lot out of it you know it's just gonna be a bummer sometimes yeah yeah and you'll have to cut this out but it's just kind of overrated yeah yeah <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm doubling it. I, I didn't have so much fun watching it. Oh, yeah. Like, the robot fights are very few and far in between. Well, it seems like a, an anime that's very much, like, a plot, like, lauded in, like, the Western uh, the robot looks world, cool. too. Yeah. Like, a lot of Western filmmakers seem to really love it and get visual inspiration from it, at the very least. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, Wes Anderson was talking recently. He's like, oh, I just really, really love Neon Genesis. It's like, okay. It's cool. very pretty. It's got all the Christian imagery. <laughs> Does it? Christ-like. Yeah, They're fighting angels. Does. Yeah. And all those interviews with him are always just like, he's just saying things like, yeah, it's, it's just it just seemed kind of neat to do that. Like, it's like, people talk to me about, like, how it's really a... Uh, how it's really meaningful, but I'm just like, uh, it's just, uh, it just seemed kind of crazy. And a lot of people in Japan will be like, oh, that's pretty weird. So he's like, I thought that would be cool. We put in some like Christian imagery in there. That's literally one of my favorite things in the world when somebody just like, oh, I just kind of did it to do it. Like everyone just kind of spirals out these giant theories and the creator's like, 
I kind of just did it to do it because I thought it looked cool. Yeah. And like, that's it. <laughs> but then again, I think you can't trust him. I think he's the kind of guy who who says stuff like that oh, to, just mess, to just mess around with people, too. Like so. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Robert Pattinson trolls people all the time. That does he? But it's like that interview with like him saying, "Oh, I just ate canned tomato soup." Yeah, I just <laughs> ate spaghetti out of tra- out of a bag <laughs> or something. Yeah, like, for okay. the whole quarantine. I didn't. I didn't exercise at all for the Batman. Yeah, like, all right. At all. I don't know what you're telling us this stuff, but sure. Like, I like reading anything you're saying because it's kind of fun. At least he's really funny. Yeah. No, I just think I. I want to say he's in like that Otaku no video. It's been a long time since I've seen that, but mm-hmm. I, I think like he was in that. And what is that? Like, that's like some anime that's also like a mockumentary about anime. <laughs> it, it's hard to explain what it's it's some sort of like parody mockumentary of of anime that also is itself an anime, but it has like live action inter- interviews with people with like blurred faces. It, it's really been like over 10 years since I've seen it so mm. I don't I don't remember that much but I want to say he was involved with that too did you guys know that Robert Pattinson is the heron in the Miyazaki new movie the boy uh, and the uh, heron yeah 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 I gotta see that while it's still in theaters which is probably not in theaters anymore by the time this episode <laughs> comes out there's like so many movies out right now that I, I want to see and then also all the theatrical like release windows are like so short very short yeah. i blame the marvels a little bit but wow <laughs> i'm sorry like when i blame like, dune for pushing Sure, I blame Dune too. <laughs> where it's like these movies where it's like it's in like fifty theaters inside yeah, the theater, and it's like what? Okay, I guess. Well, plus I, nobody I, saw the Marvels. It yeah, seems except for us. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's like the big movies that when they hit, it's like then they just like shoot them up every theater and blow out like the littler ones. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we'll we'll circle back to the director in a minute. Uh, we have to talk about everyone's histories with Godzilla because mm-hmm. I know we've mention it in parts when we covered the uh, monster verse true and i'm sure we'll return when godzilla x kong comes back Woo! double collab godzilla loves kong back to hollow earth <laughs> conspiracy theory land uh connery what's your history with godzilla my history with godzilla is worms on the shore godzilla 19 whatever oh right that's, that's the only one i've ever seen maybe the america the American Godzilla, the only other ones I've seen, maybe like a few clips at my grandma's house of Godzilla doing fights and like the earlier ones, but that's a lot of fish. Yeah, exactly. But mostly it's, that's a lot of fish. That's a lot of worms. <laughs> it's a lot of Matthew Broderick. It's a lot of baby Godzillas. Well, hey, we did a full episode on that too with our uh, composer of a theme song, Nick Viverka. That was such a fun episode. <laughs> I don't even remember what your ta- if you liked it or not. I thought it was fine. I think yeah. even going back to, you, I was still defending it, being like, "This was fine." <laughs> like everyone needs to calm down. I'd, I'd love some kind of soundbite of me going back in time. You'd be like, "Oh, I hated it. That was awful." No, it's fine. You'll find much worse soundbites of me on that episode. <laughs> that episode's wild. Uh, yeah, just you know, you have to. The, the elephant in the room of Matthew Broderick. Yeah, yeah, you you had to, you didn't comment on it. So the much. elephant in the car. <laughs> that was all Nick. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it's MonsterVerse and '98 Godzilla. Yeah, so you haven't seen any of the Japanese ones, like not the original. No, uh, I have vague memories of like the old '80s version of mm-hmm. seeing some fights, but never really remembering like the full actual plot at all. Okay, well, I'm pushing that up in the schedule so we can watch those sooner. <laughs> just because, like, I, I always want to watch more Godzilla movies. Yeah, fun. Uh, so, so or my ha- Batman movies, Tyler. 
Batman movies? Yeah. We've already done like six of them. Yeah. We'll do more. We'll always do more. We'll always do as long as they're making Batman movies, we'll, we'll keep see doing them. them. Wait, so you haven't seen the original Godzilla? No. Oh, that's crazy. I think I've seen Godzilla 2000. But uh, well, I don't well, think I've seen Godzilla 2000. <laughs> I have. <laughs> that's the one with the big saucer guy, and I can't remember his name. I remember like Godzilla 2000 design a lot. Gorgo? Oregon? Oregon? Oregon. Oregon. Oregon Trail. <laughs> Oregon Trail. Wait, but you know like the context of Godzilla originally? Yeah, he's a product of the nuclear bomb. Yeah. And like, you know I didn't mean I didn't mean to ask in a condescending way. Yeah. I just didn't I just didn't know if like you knew the context or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um He's the terror of radiation after the bombs. Well yeah, but <laughs> even more so the nuclear bomb testing. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was going on in the fifties. Yeah. That was in that was in the Godzilla in the nineties. Or was that yeah. the nineties? What, what yeah, that was that happened too. Yeah, ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight. The bikini yeah. atoll. Yeah, yeah. The Galapagos Island iguana from radioactive testing evolves into Godzilla. Edward Teller warned Oppenheimer until they build a bigger bomb, <laughs> and then they did. did, and then Godzilla was created. And he did, Gandalf. He did. The end. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, my. What's your experience? <laughs> Say it. Just I had it. a thought and then just I'm just like it. and then this longer I waited to not say anything it just like further like my eyes just started out like I'm like Shin Godzilla you're just back, tiny you're eyes. Back. looking like, two different directions yeah you're back and we're done <laughs> my robot PTSD <laughs> I can hear the whistles of my commanders 500 <laughs> Zeus a body uh, my history I'm sure I said some of this on our monsterverse episodes but my history with godzilla is i would watch the vhs's a lot whenever i went to my cousin's place in north hollywood i lived up in santa Clarita, and going down there was like whoa like we're going down to see my cousins and stuff they're all like younger than me um chess has been on before yeah uh she's just a year younger than me but my my younger cousins uh gabe and zach to her her brothers um we would all when i would go over there we would usually watch a movie on VHS mm -hmm. as was the style at the time, as was the technology at the time. Classic. But they were like the only people I knew that had like stacks and at that time, stacks and stacks of like Godzilla VHSs. So I don't remember the stories of any of them. I specific, specifically more like mech, uh, sorry, uh, space Godzilla poking out to me. Mm. Just like that felt like the most iconic to me at the time. He looks really cool. Cause I think that was newer too. Um, and then, uh, I'm sure we watched them as well at your place, Cameron, like later on. But I remember especially in college when I was like, it was like when I was like 20, I was commuting to college from Santa Clarita and uh, I would uh, Robert Rodriguez's El Rey network would yeah. would have them streaming all the time. Uh, so, or on their network. So I would record those and be like, Hey, Cameron, come over at like 10 PM after I got home from, uh, from, from school and let's just watch Godzilla movies until most like mostly me until I fall asleep. I feel like I would fall asleep <laughs> a lot more asleep. often. But yeah, we watched a lot of the '90s ones, especially. Yeah, that's for sure. Aww. But that's yeah, sweet. Cameron, what about you? Where where did your Godzilla interests start? Well, yeah, we also we we had some like uh, random stack of some some VHSs, and I I want to say that we had at least one on Laserdisc hmm. that. Um, because I didn't see the original one for some time, but I remember watching uh, the Mothra one like a bunch of times. Uh, and then just a bunch of scattered ones. And then I watched them occasionally when they were on TV. Like I remember seeing the one, which everyone has Jet Jaguar yeah, uh, on TV at like a friend's house. At, 
at the time because it was just like looking for wild ones, especially once uh, the the games came out. And then I wanted to see more because I was like, I've never seen the one that has this guy in it. I've never seen the one that has that guy, like whichever Mogura or, uh, yeah, like I didn't see Bialante until much later. Yeah, there's that really good PS2 game. Yeah, uh, there's like Godzilla Destroy All Monsters, yeah, that or something like awesome. that. Yeah, that had. Like you said, I think that was the game. <laughs> and all these ones that I hadn't seen either, yeah. Jet Jaguar. I remember Jet Jaguar from that game. But also, I just like, I like old Japanese movies. I've always liked old Japanese movies. And I used to watch all those all those Satoichi movies with my dad and, and grandpa. So it was like samurai movies. And I kind of associated with the same sort of thing. These old Japanese movies, like samurai movies, Godzilla movies, whether they're subtitled like really loosely or they're dubbed with really funny voices and... In, in English, I, I like those. I like them all. Nice. Especially because, uh, you know, there were always monsters and stuff because I, I used to not like watching too many things that weren't cartoons. Yeah. I, I still watch mainly cartoons. Mm -hmm. I've probably brought this up. Yeah. But uh, you're animation buff. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because that was you and me. <laughs> and like whenever Lily's like, oh, did you ever see this on Disney Channel? Like, no, I only watch cartoons as a kid because I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, why would I look at real people and I could look at goofy cartoons? Right. My parents make make fun of me for it because they were always like, you used to say that things like that weren't cartoons just weren't in color. And I'm like that that makes sense I, I i just was always into cartoons but if it wasn't gonna ha be a cartoon then it better at least like have some sort of monsters and stuff i didn't want to see just a bunch of people yeah yeah <laughs> we're the real monsters cameron but yeah that, that that's godzilla <laughs> except for like all the godzillas made after like the third one and all, <laughs> yeah. the, all the monsters, monsters are just monsters, monsters. <laughs> godzilla's got a flying drop kick them all yeah the aliens are the real monsters also like uh, things underground are the real monsters but Ma mothra is not mothra is not Moth the real monster. mothra's friend yeah mothra just wants to kiss help. godzilla <laughs> yeah just wants to help out <laughs> just wants to kiss <laughs> kiss godzilla wants to be God godzilla jr's stepmom <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, like, was there, was there anything after that? Like, did you ever get more into it? I guess, was, oh, I guess, yeah. was that like kind of the pinnacle like, of it too in college or? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well then I, I figured that was already covered that it was just like, then you and I started just watching a bunch of Godzilla movies, you know, the, on the L Ray network. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. So, cause that would just have like, just whichever one, yeah, you had them all, a bunch of them recorded and we'd, we'd pick whichever one sounded fun or funny and then they were always really great because they were they were funny <laughs> like if good or bad they were usually at least funny well there's still like shots that i i still think of that i'm like this is like i like this a lot <laughs> like they, i think godzilla versus mecha godzilla or sorry me, uh, i always say that wrong uh godzilla versus mecha king Ghidorah. mecha king Ghidorah. um the 90s one there's like a robot in it that's like running on the street yeah. And like, but they're like just floating the whole time. So it's like they're on a dolly or something like that. But that's at the funny. time, I'm like, well, that's like a really cool shot. I like that a lot. Like, there's a lot of just fun, inventive shots. While meanwhile, in the plot, they're like ripping off a bunch of different Hollywood movies, usually. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the one that has Alien that's like uh, Destoroya. Yeah. I like that one a lot, too, <laughs> even though like it's it's straight up aliens, basically. Yeah. Or Alien 3, right? It does the thing where it goes like all up to her face. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's like a year after Alien 3, I think. Yeah. That's all of our histories. We all, yeah, Cameron and I both played like the Godzilla PS2 game. Did you ever play that game, Connery? Yeah, I played Godzilla Destroy All Monsters. I loved it. Yeah. I played it on GameCube. 
and uh, I had a game on Super Nintendo. That's about it. Yeah, and I borrowed that game, and then I could never get past the Violante <laughs> part. Yeah, it was way too hard. Isn't there a creepy po- creepy pasta thing based around the Godzilla game? Yeah, that one's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever have you, you have, have yeah, you read that it. one? Yeah, you just yeah, entered what? another thirty minute discussion. Yeah, that, <laughs> that one's one of my favorites. It's just like uh, because it is just one that just is just taking the piss out. You know, yeah. like after a certain point, you know, it's like then I got sucked into the game. Yeah, it's so and, and it was like pulling me in. You know, it's it's. Because it's not like even like a, you know, like a found scare. I mean, it is, right? They, yeah. they act still like it's a found scary story, but it's just like so bogus. And it also, <laughs> but the art stuff, the little assets that are Yeah, it's that like the making are, of their video game. And it's, yeah, it's, it's it, really good. It looks cool. The things look kind of creepy. Um, and it's just, it's just funny because it's just like whatever the person's like an angel. Yeah. They're like, I'm the ghost of this person and I've come to, I've come to help you. I can't hold him for long. You've got, you've got to do this. It's basically like a, a B, B, B up down. <laughs> well, the, the game is like possessed or something like, and there's like a glitch monster, yeah, right? right. It just it starts out like one of your normal, like, oh, I, I've got this possessed game at like a garage sale. And yeah, it's just Alan like, I thought it was drowned. the regular one. Yeah. Yeah. Like. It, it's like Ben Drowned, but way better. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> Ben Drowns is another fun one. I like that. I don't even know that one. That's the, uh, the Majora's Mask one. Mm-hmm. Where like a kid drowning is like souls possessing the video game and it starts acting all weird. And it also includes like things, some pictures and stuff yeah. to go along with it, which makes yeah. it more fun. Creepypastas was, were such an era. I feel like there still <laughs> right. are there, but not. it was like very mid-2010s or something. We're in more of the age of like the ARG these days, it feels like. Well, like now everyone... Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. They are kind of all like that now. Everything mm-hmm. is... The, the back rooms but someone's like set up yeah. some things oh, don't even get me down huh? back because i'll talk about like you inscription and everything are? oh inscription's so fun i like I inscription. inscription so good the back rooms tyler like when you like if i'm like leaning ty- not ty- Niles. it's the liminal zone where yeah. you, you walk into the back of an office yeah like remember <laughs> when we came up to that ihop and it was like all closed down and like nobody was inside but all the lights were on that one day Yes, and yes. So that's a liminal space. So imagine we went in there, and oh, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. and I like no clip through the walls, and I'm <laughs> in this like back rooms, and I'm like, oh my god! Like in video games, this is endless hallways, and like, so it's just yeah. a, wait, it's a written story, or is it a? It's an actual game. No, this is like a. Some people made games. Yeah, out of yeah, it. kind of both. And there's like you know videos and stuff like that, like you know found footage kind of mm-hmm. videos. Or it's like you're skating and then like you go, oh no, I skate landed into the back rooms. Good thing I got my board, so I survive. Yeah, or, or like less silly ones, like if you had gone <laughs> into that IHOP and then you're like, when you're trying to leave the IHOP, you know, it's like uh, there's no doors yeah. or something like oh, that. Oh, gotcha. you're going to the bathroom. You're, you're Real... trying to go down the hallways to the bathroom and then you can't find your way back out. Yeah, exactly. It just takes forever. Like just clunk, clunk, and, clunk. And then you hear like weird noise because it's just like oh you're like stuck back there or once you get back you know just and those kind of horror stories real skin and rink kind of story yes yeah, right, yeah, yeah. you see mr pancake <laughs> <laughs> uh i've i've said this many times like in the past couple months but i just like feel the oldest i've ever been where i'm just like i'm missing things out in culture that i just have no idea about <laughs> that's it's okay because okay. we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about shin godzilla Woo! you need to be using more slang to say that yeah uh no cap godzilla <laughs> no cap godzilla uh we've we've all seen this movie once right yeah like when it, uh yeah. cameron and i saw it together in the theaters when it came out uh did you see it when it came out connor or like yeah. a couple years after I, I think i saw it with victor to be honest oh i think you're right yeah 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 because yeah, yeah, yeah. i remember you telling me that yeah yeah we had a lot of fun that day 
But uh, yeah, I I, th- I think it's wild. It's one of my favorite designs of Godzilla and jokes. He just looks so creepy and counter to how he usually looks. Yeah. yeah. Just does not look heroic in any way, shape, or form. I like his weird like back lasers that he can do. I think it's that's really, really cool. fun. Yeah, I yeah. love the back lasers. Mm-hmm. And the tail laser is cool too. Like it's, he's just like a laser machine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I did fall asleep for a hot second while watching this. He was like, all right. <laughs> That's okay. It was just another, well, it was just another, uh, meeting. Yeah. I was going to say lobby scene. That's not what it's called, but just like a, a bureaucratic meeting scene. Yeah. There's just so many of those. And like, I know that's yeah. the point of the movie is like bureaucracy and like getting everything done and like using the system and eventually yeah. it works. There's a certain point lost. where you're beating it over the audience's head though. Yeah. Y- yeah. That, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. It's why I went unconscious. <laughs> You know, in the original Godzilla too, there's like a lot of a lot of that too. Yeah. Um, you know, just the them having like press conferences and then they have like their their meeting where everyone's kinda yelling at each other, being like, It's it's caused it's caused by some sort of monster. No, it's not caused by a monster, it's by like a geological thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that stuff's all in the original, so I could see why they'd want to do that, but yeah, it just goes so well fun. beyond and I know they're just making fun of it to to get to whatever their point is about uh japan japan's rearming <laughs> yeah a lot of it feels like that for sure um it's a lot a lot of it's a uh like uh, a reaction and analysis of like the fukushima disaster which happened five years before this movie yeah um as well as the the giant like her uh sorry not hurricane earthquake and like tsunami mm-hmm. uh that happened the same year um bad year that, like a lot of scenes in this kind of echo that like even cameron you're saying like the fukushima 50 like they're kind of picking out people in this movie oh, yeah. to like be at like ground zero with godzilla mm-hmm. and it's like yeah you most likely will get acute radiation poisoning yeah uh but Mega radiation poisoning. i need you to i know whenever they say whenever anybody says acute radiation poisoning i, I know that's like a, a, a clinical term or whatever like yeah, but it's like so I'm gonna but it's die like radiation. you will die it's yeah, acute yeah. but you're, you're gonna get it just yeah. means you're getting it right now instead of chronic yeah <laughs> you'll feel really good for like like an hour you'll feel yeah. the, like really great and then you'll decay yeah <laughs> feel really great you're gonna get the radiation powers for all of the 30 minutes yeah <laughs> get there into the hulk i'm ready <laughs> we have that blaring over <laughs> thank the you imagine dragon <laughs> they play that over the credits <laughs> i'd be so bad i did imagine a dragon his name is godzilla i'm waking up <laughs> 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 just shooting flames out of your mouth <laughs> uh yeah there's a so i know a lot of people that really love this movie and I was thinking maybe my opinion would change a little bit on this movie. Uh, I, I I like it a lot, but all the, the the political perspective on this movie, I still feel like still irks me a little bit. No, it's wild. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really weird. I felt, yeah, I felt the same when we saw it that first time that it was just kind of like, this movie was like a, a bit too like a nationalist rearm Japan kind of feeling. Uh, that when I saw it, I was just like, this is just like a little bit weird because I don't know, God- Godzilla original, especially is like such an a- anti-war movie, mm-hmm. anti-nuclear movie. I-, I mean, this one's still got this anti-nuclear idea, but it doesn't seem so anti-war anymore. Instead, it's like, <laughs> yeah, if only Japan had its own like army to begin with and didn't have to ask like 
didn't have to be involved with like the U.S. It didn't have to be yeah. involved with all of those other things. Mm. They're constantly negotiating like a unilateral um, approach to Godzilla. It's like okay, like they negotiated it down to a bilateral approach with America, and like that's the only way that like everything will still work out politically. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not. It's saying hey, nuclear energy like nuclear explosions are bad and we never want them in our country again i guess but regular explosions good <laughs> yeah but our country it's more so about like the the u.s hitting japan i feel like again right like yeah it's a bunch of things well because it's just like uh they didn't have many qualms with the idea of like uh civilians being being hurt like the the other people mm. not not the the people who actually make the decision not like their first prime minister and everything who's like yeah he's like uh, i don't want to hurt the people right but the the other people are seem seemingly more concerned that a nuclear bomb might be dropped than whether or not people will actually be hurt by it <laughs> right like yeah it's more of a symbolic thing than yeah. actually like if anyone's actually going to be affected by it which they will yeah they're <laughs> like know? instead though japan can handle it by themselves by giving him a large dose of vitamin k <laughs> ketamine <laughs> <laughs> he gets really really tired he's really into the the, the laser light show then yeah <laughs> right. after taking all the special k oh my gosh i don't know what else we want to talk about <laughs> great transition connery um yeah i mean most of this movie is either showing some sick-ass godzilla shit or being in a boardroom and saying like bureaucracy is bad i wish there wasn't so much red tape here mm. and uh yeah it's 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 weird like maybe people didn't analyze it as look i don't i don't know how to talk about this without uh, again being like oh we saw this coming before like you know i don't want to be like annoying about it but it just politically speaking it just felt like more right-leaning of a movie, which was yeah. kind of surprising to me because there, there have been political Godzilla movies. That, like the, a lot of them have an actual political point to say. Other ones are just about Godzilla kicking people. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, like environmentalist yeah. ones like uh, Hetera. Yeah. Godzilla versus Hetera where he's fighting a big smog monster mm. uh, or Godzilla versus uh, Mecha King Ghidorah where it's some weird commentary on um japan yeah people that, from the future it's it's that, convoluted that one, yeah that one talks about uh environmental stuff like it's a problem but then it just undercuts that whole idea by saying <laughs> yeah. actually the nuclear power made japan too powerful and they were at the coalition to to screw up japan in the past and also godzilla's like a spiritual creation from like the souls of world war ii oh that's neat <laughs> yeah so you know that's something that i love about godzilla so much is that you can use that character for so many different themes you'd be a bunch of angry world war ii vets <laughs> um yeah i mean most of it has to do with like nuclear energy and that's why i'm kind of curious with like the monster verse not to totally sidetrack this but where that's all gonna go because it seems like they're gonna go more and more into this whole like hollow earth world thing yeah where like kong's from and i guess godzilla's i, I was reading something recently where it's like godzilla got his powers from some like well source in the hollow earth i'm like yeah, yeah right well because it was like in the ancient past the godzillas and the kongs like have been fighting an endless war <laughs> yeah that sentence and, you just said to me you hate it yeah well, you don't love it no and that's why he like had like king kong found that axe or whatever that was like made out of godzilla yeah, scales. scales yeah because because it was like that daddy right that was like their traditional weapon to like fight the godzillas 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. That that stuff was very weird. Does <laughs> it's, it tie in with that show that, that's out? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And I haven't is, watched it yet. Is the trailer like some kind of like Godzilla King Kong hybrid monster that's coming for them or what's going on? The, the Monarch show? No, the the I feel like I saw like an ad for like the Godzilla X Kong thing that had that. Like, oh, I think there was a teaser. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it's like wild, like King Kong, like Godzilla fueled monster that's like coming for both of them. G Fuel. <laughs> yeah, fueled by G Fuel and Prime. He's coming for everybody. <laughs> you got to dry scoop all that caffeine straight in, straight into your mouth. Actually, you got to inject it right into your bloodstream. <gasps> you got to inject it into Godzilla so he wakes up from his big train explosion nap. <laughs> I thought that whole scene was horribly destructive, that they knocked over three skyscrapers on top of it. Well, you also can just knock everything over. But the, just the lasers, like I know we've already talked about a little bit, but just how random they feel. Mm -hmm. But it's all like a biosphere where he's like reacting to danger around him. Yeah. But also just like the way those lasers work, like Godzilla before, like with his atomic breath has been like you know it's one direction but this yeah. is just all over and you just see all these giant yeah. massive buildings like cutting in half like yeah. it feels very anime in a way yeah, or like Omni, his omega beams it's mm -hmm. like it's like when there's like a samurai sword fight or whatever and it's just like <laughs> someone just like slowly falls like yeah. to the side in half like yeah. it's not that uh stylized but yeah it's 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 pretty terrifying and somehow feels very like really realistic yeah I'm still kind of surprised we don't ever see like this big crater in the middle of Tokyo when he does that like full on like giga blast breath. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that part when he when he does that for the first time. I, I love that. It's, it's like the smoke and then it's all on fire. fire and then just Yeah. <laughs> then it turns into like that little pinpoint beam. Yeah. Which I, yeah, that 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 was cool. I mean, really all all, all the action stuff in it is is really cool. So yeah. it's like if um like seeing this one, seeing this Shin Godzilla fight um, a monster would be really cool. It really would be. It's too bad there's not a gonna be a Shin Godzilla versus uh, some monster. Shin Shin uh, what's Shin, it? Shin Angiris. <laughs> a Shin um, uh, uh, what what's that's a turtle. Oh, the turtle. Like, Gamera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gigan. Shin Gigan. <laughs> we need Shin Gamera like flying in on his like rocket. <laughs> yeah, he's rocket like rocket legs spinning around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, this Godzilla is so scary that I'm like compared to any of the other Godzillas, uh, it would be yeah. weird to see any other uh creature unless it's also designed in that way. Yeah. But I kind of prefer it being like Godzilla's just really terrifying and all the other monsters are like what the fuck? Like, like what are you? Yeah. Like I'm silly and you're a nightmare. <laughs> and, I, and especially, you know, when he comes out originally and then he like lets out all that blood. Yeah. Everywhere it's really gross. So it's like uh in fact even when like the when that uh, part breaks at the beginning and it's like all the water's pouring in, is that that's just like all his blood? Yeah, it's right? all his blood. Yeah, yeah. I I really like it when they change any like main character in a series mm -hmm. like drastically like that. Uh, well, I guess that depends. I feel like Godzilla's <laughs> yeah. way more malleable than a lot of other kind of creatures or characters. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, no, I don't want Michael Myers to, to like start break dancing. No, I don't want that. But <laughs> fly into space. <laughs> Jason can fly right. to space for one movie, <laughs> um, <laughs> but Godzilla can mean so many different things that I like how radically you can change the design. Like it's just so it has like the thickest legs that they're trying to shoot with tanks oh, yeah. and it's he's just thick. very kind of, he's thick. <laughs> it's just very kind of like uh, spindly on top, you know, he has a, a little tiny arms. He does not skip a leg day. <laughs>
Skips arm day. Skips arm day, yeah. <laughs> all all lower body that Godzilla. <laughs> he skips Morphe fish day. Fixated on his calves. Yeah, this is the the first one where he evolves like on screen, basically, or just it evolves at all. It's yeah. cool. And that's why they're like, he's the perfect life form. <laughs> he can evolve to anything. He he can he can go on to land, he can go on to sea, he can uh grow wings, they say. Yeah, right. Fly maybe. Wants. And and then he's also like making spores or whatever which is what's going on at the yeah, end with his tail which yeah. it seems like he's making spores to make well that's a whole other can of worms of just discussing godzilla's gender because i feel like it changes sometimes I like that thing has a gender <laughs> yeah. yeah well it's I, like asexual reproduction i guess yeah. too right i'm sorry i'm saying he but well, i mean i keep saying that it, it's it's a it and it or something yeah i think the only she one they say is the 90s godzilla in america that she's a she i'm just uh I'm, I'm just using it trying to be neutral but i'm not being neutral that's okay <laughs> he's king of the i monsters. said he way more than you did yeah that's fine oh yeah king of the monsters yeah he's canonically a male that's a genderless king yeah, yeah. so it's we should say supreme over ruler supreme overlord no you can't say lord. lord you gotta say supreme, supreme ruler. ruler supreme ruler of the mo- the monsters <laughs> There we go. You that sounds it. like what those alien people would, would call God. Supreme ruler of the monsters. <laughs> it seems like so the, yeah, it's, it's always been murky about that. And, you know, modern times have necessitated more discussions about these things. <laughs> but uh, it, it seems like most often it's either it or he for Godzilla. But, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what my point was at all because I got hung up on that. Um, about... How it's, it's got the spores coming out of the tail. Oh yeah, and the spores out of out of Godzilla's tail at oh, the end of this. Of that like he gets basically frozen just in time because, uh, what? He's molting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's molting humanoid seeming lizard people yeah, those, or something. Like the, the white aliens from uh from Alien Covenant. <laughs> oh yeah, like the neomorphs. I really like okay. those. I saw a shirt online that had neo neomorphs on it and like other things from Alien Covenant, but I'm like. I like horror shirts, but there's a certain amount of just grossness. I'm like, yeah. I don't really want to like subject other people to this, <laughs> you know, like yeah. this looks really nasty and like, I like it, but I don't want to really want to go like out to in the public wearing this shirt. <laughs> yeah. You know? And everyone be like, Oh God, Timmy, look away. <laughs> don't look at that man's shirt. Don't look at that man's face. Don't look at this man. He likes alien covenant. <laughs> yeah. He likes, alien covenant. <laughs> he likes Prometheus. <laughs> you don't talk about that. We don't talk about that at, at home. So. <laughs> to your mom? Oh, yeah, definitely don't talk about Prometheus yeah. to my mom. We'll, cir- we'll circle back to that uh, when, when you're on Alien Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's really just like we could talk about how awesome Godzilla's design is. We could talk yeah. about the politics of this movie. Those are the, really the two things in this movie, I feel like. Um, and it's just re- like how they've modernized it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, it feels like hypermodern in a lot of ways. Just by making such a, a like a different approach to the design and like what Godzilla stands for. Yeah. But I mean, do you, either of you feel like any kind of ge- neon Genesis in this movie? Yeah. Godzilla is the whole design and deal is neon Genesis. Uh, in what way? Just cause like I haven't seen the show, so I don't really know the full context. Cameron. I don't want to take this one. You don't want to take this one? <laughs> no. He looks disgusting like all the other monsters that they fight in the, in the Evangelion. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They're all go- goopy and yeah, stuff. Yeah, goopy and gross, and everything's bloody and goopy, and 
ick. I don't know. Skinny and uh, sharp. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess it's got similar things into being like, you've got to sacrifice to, like, do the thing that needs to be done. You, you know, you have to do, like, it's those sorts of, like, ends justify the means kind of uh, approach that's like a big conversation in in neon genesis that main guy might as well be shinji's dad (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah yeah. that's that's what i was thinking except i was like like shinji's dad's kind of like bad yeah (laughs) and the guy in this is kind of good on the road to being bad though (laughs) yeah but uh, but i mean they're they're portraying him like he's good yeah Uh, shinji's dad's kind of portrayed as being bad i mean after the beginning if if the show is about shinji's dad (laughs) (laughs) yeah right yeah yeah, so just related to that too, and in, in, the, in the main character in this, like he's, it does feel like he's on a path to uh, a less de- democratic perspective. Yeah, it's like <laughs> our very own Corleanus Snow, right? Yeah, there. I know. Honestly, <laughs> after just covering Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes, like it feels very similar where you're following this person who is just a normal person who kind of like cares for other people. I mean, that's more so songbirds yeah who like slowly becomes more fascist um and i mean this is maybe a better analysis of lowercase f fascist as opposed to snow's capital f yeah right like he like this guy is becoming or is far right like in in shin godzilla um it's like all this red tape too much government all these bureaucratic meetings and everything if we just shot him with the helicopter earlier he doesn't say any of these things but it's like very of that vein so it's just looking at both these movies that both have uh, very right-leaning protagonists um, is just like I don't know. I get distracted by Connery looking at something on my iPad. I was just, I was like, like what, wait, what is that? Neon Genesis. Well, it's like all those things, oh, like oh, it's, it's a Machina. You know, I like all like, those things from like uh, like reading Orwell. You know, it's like uh, Animal Farm with. Uh, you know, starting the whole thing and then be getting kind of corrupted along the way or mm-hmm. uh, what they kind of talk about in 1984 with like uh, Emmanuel, is it Emmanuel Goldstein and uh, Big Brother being like, oh, they started the party. And then it's like, but then Emmanuel Goldstein, he's the guy you hate. <laughs> and then Big Brother, they go, B, B, B. And everyone really <laughs> likes him. Everyone loves Big B. Yeah, I like that's B. that's my favorite part in that when they go B B, and then they show Emmanuel Goldstein's face, and everyone throws rocks at him, and the, the person throws the chair, and they're like, "I hate him." Oh that the two minutes hate. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, you read 1984. I I've read a little bit of it, but Grayson right. Grayson was big in 1984. I I think I read during that time. Um, oh my God, what's that other one? Brave New World. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That one that, with Soma. Yeah, taking all the Soma mm-hmm. and having all their orgies. Yeah, that one was <laughs> way more sexual, I think, than my school really understood. Because <laughs> I read it and I was, I was like, it was really, really sexual. Like my, te- we had to do this like verbal book reports, and my teacher was like, "So what do you think of this?" I'm like, "There's a lot of sex in it and a lot of orgies." <laughs> You're like, if I were it, I would be an alpha. I would not be an epsilon. <laughs> I would not be. But my favorites are the savages. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. <laughs> um, speaking about, yeah, about Songbirds and Snakes and, and uh, the char- the main character of Shin Godzilla both being like very right leaning mm-hmm. is the whole, like, it just makes me think more. Because Songbirds and Snakes is like a big blockbuster. And I mean, this is too in, in, in its own way. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a much different budget scale. Yeah. But it's the whole thing too where it's like, oh, representation is not endorsement. Like, to read any kind of art form it's like yeah like if they're talking about these things doesn't necessarily mean they feel that way about it 
but for some reason about Shin Godzilla feels like <laughs> kind of how he feels about things. I mean, that's <laughs> the read I got, well, right? Like, yeah, well, that's I always, that's like what I was saying earlier about like Anna, that it's like I, I feel like he he kind of he at least struggles with like the concepts of it, like well, yeah, uh, and and I think he kind of or not is elusive with what he really like wants to show with anything like. Mm-hmm. You know, his stuff is like, oh, it could be that or it could be like a satire of that or it could be totally meaningless mm-hmm. and you were reading too much into it. And he's like uh, always seems to be willing to give credence to all of those readings of, of his stuff. Yeah, which I mean, like that's kind of great in, in one way because it's that's kind of like great art. It gives you so many different perspectives on if you're looking at one thing, so many different people could have a different opinion about what it means. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time. It's still like, wait, did you mean that? Because it's kind of scary. You're right. <laughs> if, right. The, if you did mean that, but that's also where my perspective is coming from. You well, know? at least as far as I know, he doesn't go like publish nonfiction, like uh, little articles being like, and also Japan needs to rearm. Mm. And like, uh, what's the deal with those article? Japan needs a standing army. Mm. Uh, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw something online. It's like former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe uh R.A.P., I guess, <laughs> spoke positively of the film's pro-nationalist theme, stating, I think that Godzilla's popularity is rooted in the unwavering support that the public has for the self-defense forces. Yeah, he probably also liked that even though the first prime minister gets gets killed, yeah. he was like, no, I won't sacrifice them. A, a prime minister also has to stay here with uh, the people. I won't evacuate yeah. immediately, and I won't run. He's like, yeah. oh, yes, I'm the, pr- I'm the prime minister. Well, you get blown up. <laughs> But yeah, again, that's like something that uh, a right a politician on the right is is appropriating. Like he probably could see it false as being smarter dumb, huh? <laughs> a sense of false smarter dumb in them. Yeah, and just seeing at Shin Godzilla as being like, oh yeah, this is nationalist. So like maybe that's a satire as well. It's like people co-opting the Matrix mm-hmm. as well, you know. Like, mm-hmm. but then again, this movie does not feel nearly as liberating as the Matrix. This yeah. feels more like <laughs> a certain political belt bent. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Like, is there anything you guys like want to talk about with with that? Like, how do you feel about it? Uh. It's- I remember when I first saw this, I liked the idea of having to go through all these bureaucratic meetings to get anything done. Well, also, yeah, good point. Sorry, I'm already cutting you off, but like that's why you like Oppenheimer so much yeah. too. Is all the second half of it is everyone just talking in these big meetings? Yeah, these like political hearings where it all kind of comes down to like, like, oh, you did something that's like that won the war, but like now you get to be ripped apart by like everybody, <laughs> and just it just kind of shows how like you know. I, I like those political hearing things. I, I feel like that's much more um, intimate, I guess, than like, it's like, oh, I did the action hero thing and now we're going to like tear you apart body and soul and, and like a committee and it's going to be really bad. Well, yeah. And also they, they really get into the uh, kind of, you know, nitty gritty of being like, how how would a Godzilla attack affect like all, all of yeah. Japan, right? They're talking about like, mm-hmm. oh, the, you know, we have to do something because like not only is this, you know, causing a bunch of, damage and everything but like the economy is just right they say like, the economy's yeah. in a shambles it's like the value of the yen is dropping <laughs> it's like right yeah, because stocks. It's like, if, yeah. if japan's being all destroyed by a giant monster and they're gonna have to like blow up and like all of tokyo is mm-hmm. getting destroyed of, of course right like the economy is gonna be like yeah the toilet yeah so it's like um especially in a place that's kind of pretty mm-hmm. small like japan yeah uh you know ha- ha- bringing all that stuff up 
is pretty interesting because, you mm -hmm. know, obviously the other ones really don't talk much about that. It's almost just like, yeah, Godzilla yeah. does that, but it's more like with a regular, like a regular earthquake. Yeah, exactly. And, and not like an earthquake that destroys the in entire city. <laughs> and it, moves around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like that's, it's something I really, are there too many of those meetings? Absolutely. <laughs> but like it, like like we joked earlier, like it hammered the point home so hard that I fell asleep. <laughs> I it knocked you out. It knocked me out. <laughs> but another boardroom meeting. <laughs> it's like you're in the boardroom yourself. Yeah, literally. Like so, you you feel those. So it's effective. Like you feel like the chains of bureaucracy. But then, like when it works, it's like it's pushing itself forward and like yeah, it's what like it has great. It's just like yeah, there's like too many of them, but it's still every all those scenes are great. Like the way they're shot yeah. and everything. Like you see everyone's eye lines that seem like they just they work just enough. But there's just mm -hmm. so many close ups of individual people yeah. talking to someone else, and it's just like all like, a little wide lens and like kind of warped, and it's just mm -hmm. everyone's yeah, and introducing a lot them, of energy, right? Yeah. Like each time, it's like another committee uh, member. Yeah, it's like and, a tired and they've got stress this big title. Yeah, so it's I, I guess it's funny. Uh, it's just weird seeing like a perspective. This is one of the movies that has like such a different perspective on life and also like government yeah. than me that it's hard yeah. for me to wrap my brain around. I feel like I joked earlier that I was like, it's like they're playing a big board game, and yeah. that's kind of like the more I watched, the more I was like, it really does. Like they're the we're with like the upper upper echelons of like politics, like. But we're not on the ground. When we're on the ground. It's just pure chaos. And these guys are like, okay, we'll allocate funds to here and we'll move that over there. And Which is okay. how it is. Let, you know? Exactly. But that's how it is. And it just like, it becomes like so like high that you're looking down and you're like the, the people like barely really register almost like they're just like things to move over like yeah lives except for when they're like oh the human lives matter they're like oh yeah right duh of course but you know that's well, like yeah it's like the thing too and i think it still has worth because it's it makes you think about these things it could just be a like maybe it's like maybe i'm being oversensitive about its approach to politics <laughs> and that's like oh it doesn't automatically mean they're like want dictatorship and like fascism yeah. you can still criti criticize the current system mm -hmm. and try to look for a way like that's better yeah but again that doesn't really seem to be the mo of the movie it's no. just kind of you know making fun of it but not really finding any kind of uh not that it's it's a job you know and it's using godzilla as a framing device to criticize all the bureaucracy and make fun of it but it just kind of feels in my head, at least it's like, it's not like, Oh, this isn't working. Do this. And it's like that doing this is making that guy prime minister in 10 years and being like, Oh, <laughs> getting rid of all this stuff. Just leave it to me. Like I should yeah. be in charge of all of this. You know, what happens yeah. if you die, sir? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. You know? Did you ever read the uh, catch 22? Either of you? No, no, I really want to read the comic book thing that came out. Apparently that was really good. It's a comic book. Yeah. I've catch 22. Oh, that seems that, I mean, that seems fun. The movies yeah. apparently it's a really good adaptation. The movies were kind of just okay because it's just is kind of hard to adapt. Yeah. But it's, I mean, Shin Godzilla actually reminds me a lot of of Catch Twenty Two because mm -hmm. it's just like similar sort of stuff with like military bureaucracy and mm -hmm. then everyone, especially the part when they're like, "Okay, we're we're ready. Should can we fire? Okay, they're ready. Can they fire?" And it's like even within the yeah. same room, they talk to the next person. They're ready. Can they fire? They're ready. Can they fire? And they finally get to the prime minister. Yeah. Right. And then he's like, yeah, they can fire, Duh. <laughs> you know, it's like, but they're asking like three people in the same room, yeah. uh, even from there, uh, just because catch 22 has a lot of those same kind of moments where they're like, 
hey, what are you doing over there? And it's just like, oh, I'm doing this. He says he's doing that. Well, what does he say about this? You know, and then he's like, "Well, what do you say about that?" I say this. You know, he says just like, this. Yeah, and then the guy repeats it back, and there's and slightly wrong, yeah. probably yeah. too. It's like a well, game of telephone. telephone. <laughs> yeah, well, they do that a lot in Catch Twenty Two. They have the the part where the guy's like, "Oh, you know, what what did I just say?" And the person repeats back, "What did I just say?" <laughs> it's like, "No, not that, you stupid idiot. What did I say before that? Or what did I say before the last thing I said?" And it's like. What did you just say? Or what did I just say? It's like, no, that's the same thing again. It's like, well, yes, that's what I said before. Playing you know? who's on first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's like, that's there's tons of that in Catch-22. And also Good Soldier Schweik, too. The, the similar kind of book, uh, except for World War One, instead of World War II. Um, but, you know, just things making fun of military bureaucracy. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of that same stuff. And I don't think either of those books are pro, like, pro-fascist. Well, no, it doesn't have to do with that. It's just, like, yeah. a device to, like, show. And it's, like, uh, Dr. Strangelove also. Yeah, yeah. Just making fun of the right, same yeah. things right. in, like, uh, jingoism, basically, <laughs> and and extreme capitalism, I guess, would be the appro- uh, the right term against all the communism. Yeah. Uh, just very making fun of, yeah, Cold War America. Uh, so this does something very similar, and it's not, yeah, it's not without precedent, like, that, that gives it more credibility i think that it's influenced by something like that but at the same time um yeah it's just harder for me to grapple with because it's something that i'm not like instantly like yeah that seems like the normal thing to do it's more like no i why why are you going this way like i'm supposed to root for this person or is it just trying to show this person becoming more like that i don't yeah well because uh unlike a lot of those other things where the I mean, not so much Doctor Strange Love, I guess. I mean, the, yeah, even Doctor Strange Love, where the the main characters are all kind of like, um, they're all part of the system, and then they're like a victim of the system at the same time, mm-hmm. which is you know what's kind of made them to be in whatever position they're mm-hmm. at. Either they're like insane, as in half the characters in Doctor Strange Love or Catch Twenty Two, yeah, <laughs> or or a bumbling Slim fool like in, in Good Soldier Spike. <laughs> but uh, the protagonist in well, the protagonist ish anyway for um, Shin Godzilla doesn't feel as much like that. Like, doesn't seem as much like, oh, he's just been affected so much by this. Instead, he's just like a guy who's there who's like, hey, it's a monster, according to the internet. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, it isn't. And then they turn on the TV like, and they're like, it yes, is. it is. <laughs> yeah. It could be a monster. Like, yeah, yeah right. He's He has a lot more self-control because I'd be so much more smug about that. Yeah. And then he just goes, hey, look, we're a bunch of my group is now a bunch of like independent people. We don't, we're just a bunch of people talking. We don't have to worry about like change the command here. Yeah. And then it's like, because of committee. that, more successful. So, you know, and which is like a sensible, uh, kind of thing being like, Oh, you don't have to worry so much about like constant bureaucracy when you're just trying to have a conversation or something like that, mm-hmm. or just share information. But then when it gets right. to the part when he's like talk, talking at the end, when, when him and the, like the, Whatever she is, like a U.S. liaison. <laughs> U.S. liaison to Japan, yeah. Who wants to be? Uh, She's her, like the U.S. liaison. Yeah, yeah, right. Her <laughs> dream is to become. <laughs> her dream is to become president in her forties. Very specific. Yeah. Yeah. From the the U.S. officer who sounds like he's in the movie The Room. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Yeah, and d- despite the fact that she definitely does not seem like she's from the U.S. at no, all. No, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, she's... This is Patterson. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. from Tokyo. <laughs> she's from Tokyo. <laughs> she is. Um, yeah. It's like Tsukiyaki Western Django almost <laughs> in that way. Uh, which, like, there's even different other dialogue 
in, in all these boardrooms and stuff like that where it's just like oh hey like we're all working together at least like this is nice like usually there's all this even more um red tape, red tape between or just like the the different departments not wanting to work with each other yeah um it it feels like and they're all working together for one cause yeah and they're like this feels nice like you're actually doing teamwork but that could also be a commentary on like pro-nationalism at the same time and and like there's just so much discussion of like the u.s involvement in japan and it's just like yeah i guess you know it has been a very long time and it was occupied by the u.s for the longest time and it's still like i don't know that much about geopolitics i'm not gonna be like say i'm uh, know much about it but it just seems like the u.s has, still has a very firm grasp on on uh japan's uh place in the in the world i guess you know yeah, plus they had a lot of influence in like how they wrote their constitution a long time mm -hmm. ago so mm -hmm. then, uh like that always like e even without u.s involvement it still has like tinges of going like well like is that in there because we wanted it or is it there because the u.s sort of foisted it uh upon upon us kind of thing mm -hmm. you know when you're looking at those things because i know they brought up whichever article it is i always forget exactly what it is but that article that says like that the, that Japan can't have a military force, that I know that that's part of it. Besides like yeah. self defense, and yeah. that's why they're like, this says we can only do it against a uh, enemy nation, yeah, uh, attacking invading force. Threat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, he seems on par, I think. <laughs> yeah, right, but they're like, it's it's technically not like another country. So like, are we allowed to arm ourselves in this case? Let's just declare Godzilla a sovereign nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a lot of things that go wrong is just because Godzilla hits so fast. So, mm -hmm. which is also like the the nuclear disaster or or uh, natural disasters. So I'm sure it's a uh, a takedown of, of of how bureaucracy can get in the way of re of helping people. Mm -hmm. But again, like you don't really see a lot of people get hurt in this or anything or no. trying to save people. Yeah, you it know. kind of feels like a very political statement and not about people you know yeah you know what this really didn't have much that like a lot of the other especially the old godzilla does is it didn't have a lot of like uh kids uh, no yeah no one's know? singing to bring godzilla back to life <laughs> yeah, that's mothra <laughs> no, i'm just kidding it's but, but i mean like yeah. kids who've been like hurt or like you know like family homes being destroyed oh my it god is it, is it son of godzilla that like the kid is like abandoned and like dreams about godzilla and uh, stuff and it's remember. like really depressing okay sorry i threw you off but just that like uh, the first one you know because it shows like that that village and stuff you know at the yeah. beginning when uh you know there's just like a lot of people just like general people this one it mainly shows the the government people mm -hmm. it does show like that one you know it shows like people in the shelter at the end and it does show uh like that one family's like apartment being knocked over yeah but that, that was pretty much it for that whereas uh you know so yeah just like you're saying it's not really focused around the people it's focused more on like the the response whereas all the other ones usually had some sort of central well not all of them but a lot of the other ones had some sort of central family, mm -hmm. which usually had like a full family. And definitely the original one has like all these just villagers. There's a lot of kids yeah. Yeah. Uh, standing around and everything like that, which I think does kind of hit the idea that it's it's about the people who can be, be hurt um, by these kinds of things. And mm. this one didn't have nearly as much, if anything, the people were just something that they complained about. Well, yeah, depending on how Godzilla is portrayed in each movie, yeah, some some of them he's like, it's literally just like a kid in Godzilla, and it's like yeah. Godzilla's like the protector of children yeah. in, in, <laughs> in some perspectives. Um, the next generation. Uh, 
Star Trek? It's no me- a metaphor. Godzilla's a protector of the next generation and won't make the same mistakes as the forefathers and nuclear testing and bombs and war. Yeah. Yeah. This is this feels like this Godzilla is the most animal, I feel like. Uh, well, it's alien. superior. <laughs> huh? Did you both say alien at the same time? Nah, I no, I think I burped. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> uh, most alien, most like... Uh, like least empathetic in any way like mm-hmm. even like you know like the american 2014 godzilla like he even like looks over at yeah <laughs> aaron taylor johnson annoyed <laughs> yeah <ugh>. um <laughs> but there's more emoting i feel like in most godzilla movies in this it's literally like it's the beadiest eyes mm-hmm. um which is, especially in movies is like a way into a character is yeah is he has no soul eyes. there's nothing in those eyes yeah it's like a machine that's just like well it's I don't know. It's just cha- a chaotic creature yeah. with a terrific self-defense system. It's Godzilla infected by a deadite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, it really is. Yeah, it really feels like that. Less less like, I'm going to fucking kill you! And more like, I'm going to kill everything. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, have either of you seen the Planet of the Monsters uh, anime no. movies? That's the one where Godzilla is like a big old mountain. Yeah. And Ghidorah is like a storm. Yeah. No, I, sounds I, cool, though. I, I like turned it on for five minutes and then then I didn't watch anymore. Yeah, the pacing is pretty slow, but um, I don't know. I really like them. Nice. It's Godzilla basically has take encompassed the entire Earth. Like the cool. Earth has become Godzilla. Damn, that's cool. In, in a lot of ways, uh, the other creatures are kind of like spawn of Godzilla. So there's some ideas from this in in that as well. Nice. Um, but yeah, and then there's like a Mecha Godzilla one. Those those are. I, I like those a lot. I know some of them aren't like super critically well received, but uh, I just yeah, just love Godzilla. He can be so many different things. Yeah, as we've discussed. I know. <laughs> I, I, know. I guess I'm being redundant at no, this point. That's not what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I even wrote down Godzilla is like a destructive dog. <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah. he kind of makes a dog face sometimes. He, he does have a dog face, and uh, well. Dog face, googly eyes. I mean, but especially after it gets up, it looks kind of has more of a dog face. Yeah. What was the whole thing with the origami like thing that yeah, they figured that, out for his right. genetics or whatever? Yeah, for Godzilla's right. They were like, uh, whatever he was trying to, they're like, what is his map? And then they were like, oh, you got to fold it like origami. And then, then they were folding it in different ways. And then it explained something. I was, I was still pretty unclear what exactly they learned when they did that. Yeah, well, so many scenes go by so fast, and there's so many characters, and it's you could, it's very much like, well, that's the point. It's like, yeah, but also I'm a little confused at points on, on what's going on. Okay, but that that did bring up, because, yeah, it's like I almost forgot, because talk about thematic elements. It's like they then repeated saying, do as you want, like a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Which that, that definitely leads it into, into the more of the the weird weirder elements, because they kept saying... Right, it's just do as you want. As long as you take responsibility, if you're a politician, then do as you want. <laughs> yeah, that could easily go very bad. Like, uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you should take responsibility for yeah, your actions. Y- yeah, you don't like pretend the gulags are are not real. You, yeah, you right. Just like admit the gulags are real, and then you go, so what? What are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Say so what? We're we're arresting all the people of this eth- ethnic group. So what? We're invading <laughs> this country. So what? Like it's this is all that stuff. It's just it's not even like a slippery slope or whatever that like over spoken word it, term is. But it's just yeah, yeah it's, I'm it's, responsible for that. What, just, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> <laughs> right, like very easily could become that, and it just feels very dangerous. And this came out in 2016. 
which is like right before Trump. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, the U.S. has like dealt with all of this in the past four or five years. And, you know, more and more cause like far right politicians, not just conservative politicians, but more far right politicians are being elected like throughout the world. Yeah. Right now, there's kind of like a rise of uh, more far right politics and everything. And it just becomes, uh, yeah, I don't know. This movie was like ahead of its time in some ways, I feel like, in that regard. But it's just alarming. Uh, but just it's just all the political discussion. It's all just back to Plato's Republic. <laughs> just how much how much stock do you put in the uh, how much stock do you put in the population to make the choices in, in a democracy? Uh, yeah. You know, I, it's kind of like they, I mean, they brought up those people earlier. And, and again, like a corrupted democracy in a way, right? Because it's, I mean, it is the fears of any democracy is the sort of corrupted democracy, right? With uh, the early specialists that they bring on, like the biologists who's like, whoa, like I'm not going to do any research on this because like it could hurt my reputation. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of thing, like that is stuff that uh you know the world does suffer from in that way that's like these are people who make big decisions but they're more concerned about reputation than for like doing the right thing yeah they got to get tenure like connery said yeah so i mean that stuff is like again the worries that are in a corrupt a corrupt democracy like in plato's republic (laughs) to go and talk about like here are the problems with democracy but then of course like in plato's republic he does want some sort of basically fascist government where the military people are all, like kidnapped, and you have the philosopher kings leading everything, and but um, yeah, Cameron has a master's in philosophy, by the way. If anyone doesn't know that, <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> from I'm, his from his extensive knowledge, but I'm not a Plato scholar, so forgive me for getting some parts wrong. I don't remember which book of the Republic this is in or anything. I just know it's not in the first two books. Is it the one that has Atlantis in it? Uh, <laughs> does he bring up the Atlanta Atlantis in? In the Republic, I do not remember, but he does bring. I mean, Plato. I played the, the one bit. Who to talk about Atlantis. It's just like, oh, is that in the symposium? Uh, I don't remember. Is Aquaman in Plato's Republic? Uh, if only. There's there's no underwater people at all. <laughs> there's no there's no, there's no snorks. like a- Atlantis is not a, a place where people live underwater, and there it's a place that just sinks. There's no Milo. <laughs> There's no little French uh, mole guy who throws dynamite at dynamite, Yeah, <laughs> probably they're they're all they're all hanging out there with with Plato Plato the Greek. Yeah. So there's like another scene too after after that like you show the biologist being like really inefficient because yeah I mean also I I understand their predicament. It's like you can't yeah. just comment on these things like out of pocket, if especially if you know the credits aren't easily gained but they're very easily lost yeah like credibility um and then they get all the weirdos and freaks in like in the other room yeah. with all like the more conspiracy theory type people trying to help out too and it's like okay maybe they could be useful but it also just after going through a pandemic and trump and everything it feels much more like i don't want to trust those people yeah. i want to trust the professionals well, yeah, you know that's the problem with with godzilla versus kong was that yeah now we've seen the danger that like uh conspiracy theories can like wreak on on society as well uh due to the same sort of corrupt corrupt democracy though that's it's kind of a similar thing right where it, instead it was the other way around you had a bunch of people um who were just listening to a bunch of like figureheads reg- random people yeah. yeah like 
general figureheads who like had power in the media or power in a just a small group or whatever. Well, yeah, like it used to be just Fox News, but now it's like uh, there's way worse places you can find on the internet. You know, that's yeah, just like 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 this podcast. Yeah, like this your po- political views from here. <laughs> yeah, we're a completely apolitical podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I just mean, you know, like it's not just Fox News. It's every news website is I mean, every news channel has their own perspective on things. Yeah. And it just we I mean, we have so much access. So it's 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 a tough balancing act. Now you have to like delineate between all the information like you always should have, you know, finding the actual uh, uh, the actual like truth behind everything. It's why does this sound like the joe rogan podcast well it's because politics is so tough and it's it's hard to like really talk it all through because it's like well we want to somehow like give a voice to everyone but also only the best but if you said only the best then you're really becoming like an oligarchy or an aristocracy or something like that because how do you pick the best and who picks the best and then you end up with these whole corrupt systems yeah, or like, you can let everybody do it, but like you get a lot of people who are just have bizarre views and all sorts of things. And that's why we've been sort of spinning our wheels for like uh, as long as there's been civilization to figure out what what some of the best ones are and to mi- to just minimize the amount of troubles going on. That's why city council meetings are always pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we should get rid of them. We should have we have to destroy Godzilla. Well, it's kind of like, you know, it's. It's easy to talk about like the bloated overhead, like in places uh, like uh, like America, which does have a lot of bloated overhead in in a lot of different areas. But um, yeah, like that, over overseas too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I I know America better. Well, I mean, like sending money overseas. And oh, stuff like yeah. That, which uh, by even bringing that up is inherently a nationalist <laughs> <laughs> sentence, I guess. But uh, you know, p- trying to you know, deal with, uh, the bloated overhead is like, you can't just like get rid of it either. Like that's sort of hard to do. That's, I mean, that's why pretty much all those other things will be like, well, you need a revolution to, to deal with that. Cause you have to like rebuild everything. It's like, but that is also very hard and usually very violent and dangerous yeah. and stuff. Or you could sort of just change it, uh, somehow slowly this this is becoming the wrong kind of podcast (laughs) we're just talking about the difficulty inherent in in trying to balance politics that's okay Uh, because that's what this movie's making us think about you know i mean that's that is what this and many other movies with political bents are about is how politics is really uh really a hard balancing act it's it's not so simple simple answers are not not found in in politics i mean there are there i mean there are some simple answers but then that's like it just details with so many repercussions yeah and things aren't just changed immediately like you can't just have a fix for something immediately and i don't know just using godzilla as a like conceit for being like oh bureaucracy moves too slow feels kind of like oh why are you using my buddy godzilla even (laughs) though they're like like, disgusting in this movie they're still my friend (laughs) like why is godzilla why are you using godzilla this way to like critique bureaucracy but that's just me being weirdly connected to a franchise character as opposed to anything going on in this movie like it works just fine within the context of this film yeah well i just feel no no stranger than i felt about how how weird it is in the uh mecha king Ghidorah one right right. like it actually is weirdly pro nuclear power yeah you know it acts like it's not it's like it's anti-nuclear power until suddenly it's like actually nuclear power is what's responsible for japan getting so strong 
And that's why we're pretending to be environmentalists to, to get rid of it. And it's like, uh, I, I feel a little bit uncomfortable with Godzilla being used as a pro-nuclear power thing, yeah. only because it's, it's literally the opposite of, of why he was created or it was created. But hey, that's like Hunger Games too. <laughs> to bring it back to that. <laughs> Hunger Games yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, a little bit. Recycled back now that you're back. <laughs> we had a huge poly side discussion. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to bring it back to Hunger Games, it's like Katniss being used as like a figurehead for a certain statement that she may or may not um, believe in. Yeah. Uh, well, she does. She is like pro-rebellion. Yeah, she just hates being... Uh... But they use her as like a propaganda piece. Yeah, she hates that. <laughs> but we're just talking about how Godzilla is used so uh, so many different ways in, in different movies. Yeah. That he's kind of like, it feels kind of like a little bit of a betrayal of using this friend of mine godzilla even though they're disgusting they're still my friend yeah uh using them to like criticize bureaucracy because mm. i'm like i don't really agree with the point you're making here but yeah. you're using godzilla to make that point yeah it's like how dare you hurt my friend <laughs> <laughs> but that's also just what the structure of a film should be if you're going to make a godzilla movie and make these points like mm. that's what godzilla represents in this yep but at the same time, it doesn't really feel like bureaucracy is cold and uncaring. It just seems like it takes a long time to get stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. Like this movie doesn't really execute that in any way where it's just like bureaucracy is bad because nobody cares about you. It's just like, I don't know, like the whole cap. Because it takes too long and Godzilla destroyed a town in under two hours. Yeah, they just need to act faster, I guess. Yeah. Well, the biologist, the biologist is cold and uncaring. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but um, people die all the time. <laughs> Thank you, Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> uh, the uh, fuck. Uh, we need that for our soundboard. Honestly, that's one of the lines we need to have on hand. That's true. Yeah, I'll find it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna write down a note right now. <laughs> what line? Innocent people die all the time <laughs> from the hit movie uh, Airplane Heist. <laughs> no, that's from Transformers. Oh no, that is from Transformers. Age of Extinction. Yes, it is Age of Extinction. Yeah. Yeah. Airplane Heist. Money yeah. plane. Money plane. Sorry, it's called money plane. <laughs> he plays plane. the rumble in money plane. You gotta watch money plane. Yeah, you you it's very joyous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Edge is the hero in it from wrestling. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does that entice you more? I'm enticed by anything called money plane. <laughs> yeah, you should be. It's it's, it's like comedy. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's crappier, but yeah, it's good. It's worse <laughs> it's than Connor. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, oh, just when like the the uh, prime minister dies in the in the uh, helicopter and everything, like oh, we have to find new people, and the main character's like, we'll do just fine with the new people, or whatever, like freaking out. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, you're obviously like deflecting emotions or just like feeling like, okay, my political opponents are dead now. Like, there's just <laughs> a lot of things I'm like, I don't know if I agree with this person. Yeah, that's what the other guys just calm down. Yeah. Okay. Calm down, you loser. But yeah, it's just, look, it doesn't feel as much of like a searing indictment of democracy. It, like, it just, it's just it's confusing and I need to move on. But this movie just. I wish I could just think about Big Monster, you know? Yeah. But this is definitely has, like, its politics in the forefront of, like, I feel like any Godzilla movie. I don't know. It demands so much of you. It makes you look at... It makes you bleed a bunch of blood out of your gills, mm -hmm. but it also it makes you think... What? <laughs> you call them the jellyfish Godzilla, Cameron. Oh, yeah, right. Because he can 
it's like they they say that he can get smaller, right? They were like, he can shrink down and, and become big, just like how the jellyfish can do that when there's not enough food. That's neat. And some jellyfish, anyway, they can just like survive for a really long time by just getting smaller and then requiring less food. That's wild. It's like Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> He's always really hungry after being big. <laughs> and then he just shrinks down and he eats all the food he wants and it's like nothing. I read a book about how jellyfish were like the the cockroaches of the of the ocean. Oh, yeah. How they survive. Kill them. <laughs> they survive where like everything else dies and then they can yeah, again, so many of the like a bunch of them can uh they just reproduce asexually and th- when there's not enough food they just shrink down and then they like eat, eat each other and uh. but then people you know because of pollution and stuff they they overpopulate certain areas and hey they get all clogged they clog in their reactors and everything Gross. like that i'm pretty sure it, that book also said they could survive a lot of a lot of irradiation into the uh, <laughs> ocean so, he yeah. is then there yeah. you go so godzilla or jellyfish godzilla Ocean full of jelly. Got Shin Godzilla too. And hey, in Japan, I think they have those like really gigantic jellyfish. Those like that are off the coast oh, the somewhere in the ones. sea of Japan that are like, what was that? The yellow ones in the museums are like freaking huge. Not not those like really long ones or anything like that. No, 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 no not no, not those Australia. ones are really long. But uh, no, these ones are like just like super huge, like really really wide, really. Mm tall i don't know what what do you say they're long and they're wide Hmm. like the whole top not just the tentacles being really long damn like if you nemo polima no merle is that the the giant jellyfish i guess so no is jellyfish isn't really big it's as big as a person at least what the hell right yeah (laughs) i guess that picture does look pretty yellow i want want that i don't want that touching me (laughs) it looks like a big uh egg it yeah, does well, look like big egg. It probably it's like has a, a bunch post- of stinging cells in those those tentacles. Infinite stinging cells inside of those. <laughs> That's like all it's gonna do to you. Listener at home, look up an image of Nomura jellyfish. Yeah, but it's those <laughs> really see. tiny ones that Urukanji that like mess you up. Oh, the, it's a nude egg. They're like really really tiny. Like you can barely yeah. see them. Oh, and then they zap you. Yeah, they zap you, and then you, you like go insane or whatever. And oh my God. then people are like, he just died from like being insane and then committing suicide. They're like, oh, it turns out he was stung by an Irukanji. It's a new drug that everyone's trying out. <laughs> it's coming to your streets soon. I love new jellyfish sting. You gotta take, gotta <laughs> inject yourself with an Irukanji. Oh, my God. <laughs> just make you insane. <laughs> terrifying there's a new drug on the streets it's called irukanji and people are people are just wandering the streets like zombies after taking it <laughs> you take it and then die <laughs> that's what it seems every time you see an article like that it's just like what is this it's just like people people are just dying on some nasty cocktail of whatever yes uh, i'm totally forgetting scary. what the name of that movie is um oh serpent in the rainbow the drug is called zombinol <laughs> and i always think that's funny it's Ser- about like zombies and stuff a little serpent bit. in the rainbow yeah have you heard of that? Nuh-uh. It's a Wes Craven movie. Um, I think it, I'm sure it's based on a book. Let's find out since we're here. It's based on The Serpent and the Rainbow by Wade Davis. And it's a zombie movie? Uh, kind of. It's It has to do with like voodoo and stuff. It probably does not age well. I have not seen it. Um, so I'm clear, okay? You're all <laughs> good. You're You're all not watching good. a problematic safe. movie. Yeah, I'm just watching Shin Godzilla instead. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What? Like the title? Like... Yeah, just, like something or no, I just thought it was kind of an interesting title, and I didn't expect that it would be related to a. Zo- it would be somehow zombie-like. It sounds more like one of those, uh, like the, what was it like with the White Serpent? That was like one of those early anime movies or something. 
It sounded more like one of those like uh, Chinese movies or something like that from a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I brought that up. I don't remember. Because <laughs> they take Zombinol. <laughs> they do take Zombinol. Um, do we have any... Like, are we... We're kind of like... I like, feel good. Does anybody else have anything else to say? Uh, I... Does anyone I have think, any final thoughts on Shin Godzilla? Well, I like when he shows up for the first time. You know, he yeah. pops up all wiggly and, and googly, and, and it reminds me of how Godzilla pops up in the original, where he just pops up over the uh, over the <laughs> hill, and it's just yeah. his head. It's just being like, ah! you know, and all the people are running to the top of the hill, and then they see him pop over the top, and then they all run back. <laughs> uh, I like to say goofy, but it is, like, also scary. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I know it's meant to be more scary in the original one, where they're like, again, they're, but it, it does look so goofy. But in this, he looks really goofy, and I remember seeing that in the theater and feeling, I mean, feeling kind of shocked because I didn't know what to expect and be because I'd seen like obviously the promo picture, which yeah. is how Godzilla looks by the end. But at the beginning, I did not expect Godzilla to come out looking all like wiggly yeah. and like with kind of like a like half tadpole or eyes. something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then again spraying all the blood. Yeah, I remember when we watched that in theaters. I, I thought that was like, okay, is Godzilla going to fight this thing? Like, this seems yeah, like, is there, are, th- are there going to be a bunch of these things, you know? Yeah, the first time I definitely didn't think that it was Godzilla. I <laughs> thought it was going to be something else, too. But just, yeah, the way it keeps cutting to Godzilla and it's just like pushing all these cars through and all these boats yeah. through. Like, it's just like a force, unstoppable force, but it's still just like kind of small. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's all yeah. very effective creature work. It wasn't yet a full Godzilla. It was more like a molasses flood. Molasses <laughs> flood. <laughs> This uh this movie has my favorite like uh commercial poster tagline thing for it, which is a god incarnate, a city doomed. That's really cool. It's yeah. really, really, really cool. <laughs> I always like that a lot. Leave it to Godzilla Detective. Brought to you by Arby's. <laughs> Brought to you by <laughs> Arby's. Full circle. There you go. Now we can go home. <laughs> um yeah. Do you have any other final thoughts, Connery? Um, no, that's pretty much the only thing I, other thing I wanted to say was that I really like the tagline to this. I think it it, made, it was the thing that made me want to see this movie, honestly. Yeah, I, I think this is definitely one of my favorite Godzilla designs. And whenever Godzilla's yeah. on screen, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of the approach of the movie, but I think there's a few too many scenes in, in the in the, uh, in the boardrooms. In the boardrooms. It like hits you over the head with it. Um and then also uses Godzilla like to make a political statement that I'm just like feel strange about. Mm-hmm. So I'll never really like love this movie. I feel like as some other people will. Yeah. But um, you respect I don't know. it. I think I th- I, yeah, I really do respect it. I think it's incredibly artistic and it makes you think about a lot of stuff and a lot more than a lot of other Godzilla movies, <laughs> let alone yeah. just movies in general. Like it's still incredibly well done. It's great quality. It looks great. Um, well, it's better than Godzilla vs. So Kong. Scary. It's way so better. much better than Godzilla vs. Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. Kong. Like, it's like the antithesis, kind of, because like, I feel like the MonsterVerse movies keep getting stupider and stupider, <laughs> especially with all the Hollow Earth stuff. I'm like, what? Okay, it's just big. It's like, but I, okay, that's for, that. we'll save that for Godzilla x Kong. I guess there's some yeah. sort of exploration there with, with like a 50s adventure movies, mm-hmm. like yeah. Journey to the Center of the Earth and stuff. But it's all very pulp. And Shin Godzilla is not pulp at all. It's it feels horror. very adult. It's horror. It's political. And I think all that stuff is new for the franchise. And I mm-hmm. think it's like a great step towards something different. Because I feel like Godzilla Minus One is going to be more serious as well. Yeah. Because it takes place right after World War II has ended. Right after the bombings. Sweet. Uh, the nuclear 
bombs in uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm very, very curious how that is. I, I'm really glad we re- revisited this movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's great. I think uh, it's one of those movies that's, like, not always fun to watch, but <laughs> it's a good movie to watch, I think. Like, yeah. Especially if I don't. It's just rare that I don't, I just completely don't agree with, like, the ideology of a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, this movie is, is still that it's for that, me. Yeah. It just reminds me that I got to check out those other Shin movies. The, yeah. The Shin Ultraman, Shin Masked Rider. Yeah, me too. I started watching Shin uh, Masked Rider or Shin Common Rider, yeah. which I think is just the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, on a plane when I was going to Milwaukee and it was like, <laughs> I was really into it and it's like very fun. It's very like, uh, is it Tokusatsu? Is that what that's called? Yeah. Um. It was a lot of fun, but it's also extremely violent. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'll just watch this later. And, and I just never ended up finishing mm. it. But it's it's a lot of fun so far. Nice. I just want to see if there are similar themes in any of the other ones or if there's yeah. like any sort of, I mean, just if there's any sort of kind of connection y things. Mm. Not, not like, but th- thematic connections anyway. Not, not yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wish I, I finished know they're not it. in the same universe yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I wish I finished it before this because. That would have helped. <laughs> but uh, so far, it just seems like this one guy doesn't want power, but all the other uh, masked people are trying to fight him. <laughs> and it's fun. Nice. But yeah, those are our thoughts on Shin Godzilla. Good movie? Good Question movie. mark? I don't know. It's cool. Godzilla's there, and he's just cool things. If you can stomach the board meetings, you got some cool shit. Cameron? I, I think can't. above average. Yeah. I can't really whittle, we can't, it's hard to whittle down. Like, I, I know I rate stuff on Letterboxd, but I don't really want to rate stuff on the show. And then how do you even rate things then? It's like, well, great, because yeah, like, it's getting existential. And, and then when you give things letter uh-huh. grades, everyone gets confused. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I would say it's a personal C, plus, but C sounds like it's really bad. Is like that C three? Sound? Three stars out of five? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Because oh, I'd be like, it's like it's better than a C. It's like a, it, I think an average would be a C, and so I say better than average. It's like a yeah. C plus. It's not yet like a, or maybe hey, a B minus. C's but not a B. get degrees. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, I've never heard that before. Really? I guess oh, I've yeah. never had to. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now like a C sounds like it's really bad when you, when you think about giving a movie like a C rating. People are like, oh, that means it sucks. I don't think this means it sucks. No, it's passing. So here I'm telling everyone, I'm explaining my personal rating scale and <laughs> yeah. giving it a C+. Listen, Connery, a C student, telling you it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Connery, you're saying I'm being existential, and it's true, but it's also hard to not do that uh, being myself, but then also <laughs> just like having Cameron here too. Yeah. Just give it a 7,000. I just 000. know if like we'll, we'll climb this mountain, it'll be another hour and a half on this show as we explore no, the, ma- the meaning of ratings. It, I know. What is horror? What, okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm Adam Sessler, and I give this movie 3.5. <laughs> it is the most existential and magnanimous movie I've ever seen of the Godzilla franchise, of which it's I've seen vivacious, them all. powerful, screaming beams. So to catch the crowd up, we talked about Adam Sessler from... No, no, let's get out of here. Yeah, don't talk about Adam Sessler. <laughs> They'll get it when we bring him up again in some other episode. <laughs> Deal, great. I know, I'm Adam Sessler and Connery's Morgan, Morgan Webb. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening, listener. Cameron Takeda, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, 
thank you again for the invite. Yeah. It's always really fun. Yeah, of course. So we haven't like hung out in person in a while, so it was yeah. really nice to like, watch the movie. We had a, we made out. a whole day out of this. It was really yeah. fun. To, yeah, catch yeah. up. Watch Connery play RoboCop. <laughs> Watch Tyler play RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Cameron if you want to play RoboCop. He's like, no, you should play. <laughs> Ate Panda Express, watching Godzilla. Got ill after eating Panda Express. Oh, really? <laughs> I had poops. <laughs> Okay, I'll it's from that extra. That it's from that extra uh, fortune, fortune cookie. cookie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ate Sally's fortune. Did you see the paper in the toilet? Yeah, I found it, and I was like, "Well, since you will have massive diarrhea." <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't read it. No, I didn't read it. That's what happens when you ingest too many wishes. Yeah. Wait, did I ask if you have anything to plug? No. Oh, Cameron Takeda, thank you so much for joining us today on Shin Godzilla. Do you have anything to plug before we go? Uh, same thing that I plug every time, which is just books in general, uh, especially comic books. Buy them, read them, uh, try to avoid illegally downloading them if you can. Yeah. Get Give those creators some, some deserved money. Yeah. Um, or if you illegally download it, throw some cash at those people, I guess. Mm. Figure out how to do that. Um, <laughs> Venmo them. <laughs> yeah, I want to see them create more things. I also want to see them translate more things into English and get some official releases. So, uh, oh, and uh, we talked about Urasawa earlier. Somehow, if anyone can hear this, they need to uh, get Billy Bat to be published in English officially. I want to <laughs> read Billy Bat with an official release, please. Nice. What's Billy Bat? It's it's one of his other long running series that oh. for some reason doesn't have an official English release. Oh, that's why. And again, trying to avoid downloading things. So, <laughs> so please get get some publisher release an English trans translation that's real, and I'll, I'll give him money and I'll pre order them. I promise. Come on, Viz Media. Where's that giant collected book? Hey. I want to ask your opinion on uh, AI translations, but we should probably just leave the podcast because we'll probably do They're mostly that. hilarious. They're mostly yeah. hilarious. Not helpful for uh, translating manga? Helpful, yeah, but um, not a good replacement. Right, <laughs> right. But definitely helpful because then you can get, get someone else to like uh, proofread it or, or yeah. do some rewrites or whatever Grammar. at the end. Um, but it can help if you're getting a little confused or helping like newer people get involved, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Nice. F future AI, don't take our jobs. Please, you can't host a podcast instead of me. <laughs> We're so unique. <laughs> uh, Connery, what do you have to plug? Uh, if you enjoy the sound of my voice, you'll also enjoy tabletop role-playing games. Probably enjoy Starship and Paula. It's an actual play role-playing game podcast hosted by myself and four other friends. You can find it on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Over 100 episodes, just like this show. Uh, Tyler, what do you have to plug? Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tiny Vice. Check out my photography at tylerdennering.com. Follow us at Franchise Pod on all social medias. Email us at the Franchise Podcast at gmail.com for any franchises you want us to cover, any stories, personal stories you have about franchises, or just, I don't know, if you've been. <laughs> Like, hey. Do you feel like your life's a franchise? <laughs> you want us to film you? <laughs> want us to film you? Let's, you let's, us? Let us boyhood you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still have you doing the podcast by then. Yeah, we'll be around. <laughs> we'll have you on in like a f every few years and you can talk about your life. We'll be in line for the Harry Potter remake of the remake of the Harry Potter. Oh my God. Instead of the original one. The times they are a change. <laughs> Is that a song? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's in the opening to the Harry Potter movie. <laughs> yeah. I hope you had the time of your life. <laughs> by Zack Snyder. <laughs> That's right, by Zack Snyder. 
<laughs> Please like, share, and subscribe our show on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can give us five stars there as well. It'll help to grow the show. Thank you to Martin Ganey for our artwork and Nick Viverka for our music. Uh, thank you so much, the listener, for joining and listening. Joining. Oh, my God. They did join us. They tuned in. Oh, my God. Thank you for tuning in oh and not dropping out of the podcast. Yeah. Until next time. Perhaps it's time we did as we wanted. That's what everyone keeps saying at the end of this movie. Freedom. Freedom from bread tape and bureaucracy. Freedom at all costs. And I just want to live in a missile silo. That's why I'm a libertarian. <laughs> I bought this missile silo and I'm decking it out with arcade machines. Bill Maher told me the end is coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> and he only eats seeds. Don't forget Bill Maher only eats seeds. I've been choking down seeds for two weeks. Look it up. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.